everybody. This is the History Boys. Thank you so much for listening. I am Jerry Nash, your humble History Boy as always, and we are in spooky season. <laughs> a different sort of spooky season this year. Oh. We got a little... A, a couple of different things, if, if you've been listening along with us this year. A couple of different things. This episode's going to be a little different. Oh. It's going to be a little different, folks. You'll see. Oh, uh, I'm Tyler Armitrout. Um, first time, long time, history boy. <laughs> it's the first time uh, I've ever uh, called in. Uh, it's the first time I've ever uh, been on an episode with this twist. Hit him with it, Chris. Uh, hey, I am... Christopher Whedon, your humble, very humble history boy today, <laughs> and unlike our usual episodes where Jerry does all the talking and all the research, today it's me, so you'll have to yeah. bear with me with my fucking ADD, dyslexic, horrible memory ass trying to tell you a story <laughs> from history. It's a spooky tale, gang. Yeah. It doesn't get much spookier, spooky. frankly. Yeah. Uh, I, I was like, what's the spookiest thing I could ever think of? And Wolf you know what it was? Chris doing research. <laughs> no. Today we yeah. are talking, and very briefly, because there's so much to talk about in this story. Every single subject I talk about could be its own episode. But we are talking today about hell. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So guys, uh, hell as in, you know, you know, the great below, the underworld, Hades, or, you know, Hades being the, uh, the guy who runs it, or sometimes the place. Uh, the what do you guys think tub. when you hear devil, devil's, yes. What do you guys think, think when you hear about hell? What imagery or what comes to mind? There is a, you know, lake of fire. Mm-hmm. There are probably some jagged, you know, black mountains in the distance, Jaggedy volcanoes peaks. constantly <laughs> erupting. The sky is black. It is a place of unimaginable horror and eternal pain and punishment. Like yeah, that right. song, Satan is Real. Yes, and <laughs> Satan is real and hell is real, and I'm going to tell you all about it. Yeah. Real quick, uh, my version of hell, um, it doesn't so much have Jaggedy Peaks as much as it has a character of my own imagining. His name's Jaggedy Pete. Um, Jaggedy he's, Pete. Uh, yeah, he's kind of a, a, a twisted macabre uh, version of St. Peter, and he makes sure that you're uh, bad enough to get into hell. Does he shamble? <laughs> yeah, that's his dance move. He shambles. He, yeah. he, I don't know. He, he does like a shambling dance move. He's like, sorry, you're not yeah. rock and roll enough to get in. Yeah. And, he sits, he has, and he shoots out of a cannon into heaven. He's played by Jack Black. Yeah, yeah pretty like much. Cool, yeah. Or Meatloaf cool guy if he were sunglasses. still alive. Maybe, that's Maybe Meatloaf is. is that now. Ah, that's his job. Meatloaf, meatloaf is at the <laughs> gates of hell, seeing if you're rock and roll enough to get yeah. in. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, and maybe one day he'll come back to us, not unlike a bat out of hell. Yeah, on a on a motorcycle, on, a, on a chrome yeah. motorcycle. Yeah, all of that's, that's gonna, gonna be in this badass. episode. We're talking <laughs> chrome. I I worship meatloaf now. <laughs> I'm talking about chrome. I'm talking about rock and roll. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Coming in on a sweet chopper made out of the the Terminator T800 model. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's like yeah. rock and roll. <laughs> rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He shoots yeah. guns out of it. Oh, you got to. <laughs> The Second Amendment's strong in hell. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they're it's the only one amendment thing. there it's is, like, baby. It's mm-hmm. like their First Amendment. <laughs> <laughs> it's their First Amendment. <laughs> there is no freedom of speech, that's for sure. Yeah. No, yeah. God, no. It's their One Amendment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone anyway. is armed. <laughs> yes, you have to be. Yeah. Them's the rules. 
The first accounts of a written-down land of the dead come from the Tigris-Euphrates Valley, specifically Ooh. from Sumer, you know, Sumerians. Right. Which is like, know, red, is like modern Red Basket of the World. Yeah. That's yeah, what Gozer well, from Ghostbusters is from. Uh, mo- modern day, that's, uh, that's like Iraq, Iran. Exactly. Yeah. What we know from that period is written in a non-Indo-European language on clay tablets. And I actually asked my wife what a non-Indo-European language means, and I have completely forgot what she said. So <laughs> you guys have to ask her. Like, so is it cuneiform? Because it's non-Indo-European? Would, would that make it cuneiform at that point? I don't remember. It, the book I read literally just said non-Indo-European, and I thought it was interesting, and I don't know anything. It didn't say an anything more. Way so I shouldn't have it. written it down. They wrote it down, <laughs> and I wrote it down. It's an odd I, way to put it. You know, I, I would I, guess it's a. I think it has a very form. specific meaning that if you know what it means, like my wife was like, "Oh yeah, that's actually quite interesting." My my guess, I don't know, but my guess is that it's cuneiform, like the it cuneiform like or uh, points. would would hieroglyphics also fall into that or uh, cuneiform is sort is, is a type yeah. of hieroglyphics sort of but but there's well, a difference yeah. between one of them is actually pictures of things and the other and one of yeah one of is, them is, is like, symbols to yeah. to get across an idea yeah yeah, yeah. one's mm-hmm. more characters uh right um yeah um, I, well and i'm, I'm wondering it's if like it just kind of falls under that like babylonian sumerian all that mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. To get pretty much that, every everything in that milieu I don't. I'm no expert. I actually, uh, in my own research for this, I, mm-hmm. um, I actually stumbled across it. I, I had Googled Fertile Crescent because I was looking for a certain yeah. kind of pornography, yeah. and then I ended yeah. up with a bunch of information on um, <laughs> the birthplace of civilization, and yeah. I learned a lot, and I didn't get anything done that I was that I was on there to do, frankly. But uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, so, yeah, actually, exactly what you're saying, that whole area, uh, Fertile Crescent, uh, Tigris-Euphrates Valley, after Sumer, which had the first written down accounts of, of the Land of the Dead, they were um, conquered by the Akkadians, right, which yeah. was a Semitic tribe at the time. This whole area that included the Sumerians, Akkadians, Babylonians, a lot of this is like Persia, Iraq, that kind of stuff, and the mm-hmm. uh, neighboring Assyrians is commonly known as Mesopotamia. Right, right. So okay. this is like so Asia this is Minor. the area in which we're talking about Mesopotamia, yeah. Middle yeah. Middle East kind of area. Right, like modern day Turkey is probably where the Akkadians yeah, like that are, kind. Are yeah, from. exactly. Yeah. And it, and Minor. these these uh, these people all had like similar beliefs, right, about yeah. religion and like because they you know they conquered each other, they traded. The, so a lot of you know there's various differences uh, in their religions, but they're kind of the first real understanding of things that are written down and that include a land of the dead, which is why we're talking about them. A lot of them have a lot of their underworld stories had things that involve various ideas that are going to sound really familiar to you if you know much about the geography of what hell would look like in modern times, what we view it looking like. Things like a mountain barrier, which feels to me very like uh, Lord of the Rings, a river, a boatman, gates and guardians, sometimes multiple gates and guardians, and like an important tree. Right. These ah. are really common things that existed in this time period. They so, also, so it's like it's like oh, an yeah. old man's directions. It's yeah, like, exactly. It's like you're gonna, <laughs> Maybe that's you're where it's from. A boatman, and then you're gonna see an important <laughs> tree. <laughs> well, people like, were like, okay. "Yeah, we, we took the, <laughs> this guy took the directions. He said you gotta yeah. follow the mountain and then past the river. You gotta pay the boatman, and he died. Yeah. So yeah, that's you gotta how pay it, the you got, but you gotta pay the fee. You gotta pay the troll toll. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they these. These groups believed in sky gods that lived in a great above. I put that in okay. air quotes. And in the underworld. Now, but sorry, now really. when, they, when they were talking, I know this is not really talking about like the underworld, but like 
I, and this is probably, you know, not true for everyone, but, like, when they say sky gods, like, a great beyond or whatever, like, mm-hmm. in the sky, you know, I, I know that, like, you know, the Greeks were, like, on top of Mount Olympus. Yeah. Is it like that? Like, are they on top well, of big mountains, or, like, are they in this case, floating I think on that clouds? It, or? I think they viewed things, like, I think people, they didn't view the world in as physical an aspect as we do as today. Okay. And I think that, like, what you see with, like, the Greeks, my guess would be, like, they understood sort of the geography of the world a little better at this time. Mm-hmm. So I think that, like, they just – either it was, like, literally they lived on clouds and shit or it was almost kind of a other More of an abstraction. Thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm of like the opinion real, that I think that – Yeah. I, I think that a lot of this – the people who write this actually viewed these stories as – uh, metaphorical. I don't think that they were ever written literally, and I actually think that we were talking about. Uh, oh Jesus, what's the guy's name? The uh, Greek historian Jerry uh, Herodotus. Yeah, exactly. Like he almost invented writing things literally in a weird yeah. way. Right. Where it's like, well, I, I think these things are all just intended to be metaphor, and I, I think the idea of people taking things literally was almost like not understood at this time. That's so, that's interesting. Yeah, because like I mean, even living back then believing that like Hercules do, do people really believe that like Hercules existed you well, know that's I mean? the other like, thing that I think is interesting is like you have one guy like you know you reached Ovid you read Hesiod you need you know Horace well mm-hmm. yeah Homer uh there are variations in all these stories and I think that there was a certain level of like ah, put your own spin on it kind of thing you know right. what I mean more of a legend and, kind and of they kind of understood kind of that and I think yeah. that's kind of where I come from when I say that they, they understood that these were tales. I think they did believe. I think they did believe that Zeus was real, but they were, oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, honoring him sure. by telling telling stories about him. Yeah, right? yeah like, I mean, I think a lot of the pop culture stuff that we have now, people refer to as modern mythology, and they do so for a reason. They're, they're stories that are meant to be allegories. They're meant to inspire people. They're meant to to, to have a moral for 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 younger people yeah. and uh and and i mean you know like like the shit that like your aunt posts on facebook that's like mm-hmm. this man got out of his car and helped this other man and that man turned out to be richard nixon you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh yes. you know shit like that you know f- yeah i mean copy copy and paste this i and, do think well know, there's like definitely a, a level of <laughs> The phone game, of course, if it's if especially if things are not written down, and then I think on top of that, it's like, I think, (laughs) I think they jazz it up so people actually fucking listen. You know, if you go, hey, go, don't go over and do that thing. They're like, ah, fuck you. But if they're like, well, Zeus will fucking fry your ass, then it's like, okay, or at least spice up the story so people actually fucking listen to it. You know? Yeah. I think there's a lot of that, and yeah, you know, it's kind of hard for us to think with our modern minds of that the way they viewed things because your know, physics so doesn't ago. exist yet as far as they yeah. know yeah. i'd like you to know? think it's more of a uh, death rattle game people mm-hmm. say saying what's the, their last words as they die and people are like like he's like i'm I, I, like don't forget to yeah, yeah. and he's like what, what was he trying to say yeah he's like maybe yeah. maybe it sounded like mountain maybe, maybe there's a mountain where he is yeah yeah. Maybe there's mountains go to the in hell. Oracle. He was a piece of shit, so he, he had to have yeah. not gone to a good place. Oh, there's mountains in hell. At least yeah. some crickety crags. You gotta go to an you know? oracle and, and get that shit figured out. Yeah. You know? 
yeah, some exactly. some you know nineteen year old that's been on heavy hallucinogenics, <laughs> you know, without yeah, yeah. her knowledge. <laughs> so, or maybe with her knowledge, I don't know. In anyway. addition to you know your great above, as we were just talking about, they believed also in an underworld or like the great below, and that's pretty much where people went with when they died. And most at this time, like, and I mean, honestly, everybody when we will get to it. It's like the idea of like hell, just or not hell. Sorry, the underworld being that's just where the souls went, and they didn't. That's where really, everybody went. It's just, yeah. you know, sometimes they would tell stories about going down there, and uh, there would be, like, Gilgamesh, for example, includes a story about him going down into the underworld and saving somebody. And this kind of, this idea about, like, going into the underworld and bringing somebody back would become later, like, a term called the harrowing of hell, which exists mm. well into, like, Christianity. And you'll, you'll see that later, like, there's stories about Jesus doing that, uh, going down into hell after he's crucified, right. but I will get back to that later. And you see that stuff in, like, Gilgamesh, and you see that stuff in, like, all sorts like of stories every, of the time. Like, every yeah. story, it seems, like, that's, like, a trope, you know what I mean? Like, like yeah, somebody has to go into the deepest, darkest place to pull out, like, mm -hmm. whatever it is, the light, or yeah. The, yeah. a sword, or whatever the fuck, you know? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna get into the story of Gilgamesh, it's a great story, you know? Uh, we, yeah. it, it's mostly complete. We don't have all the pieces of it. And there's various versions. But a lot of times it's mostly him going down <laughs> to save his, like, buddy or lover, possibly, yeah. and Keto. And it usually includes a river and some versions of it, a tree that is cursed by the demon Lilith, right? Ah. Who would end up being part of Jewish religion, if you do remember me saying that a lot of Semitic tribes were part of this, like the right. Akkadians, right. for example. Where you also see, a re like, some of the best examples, early examples of the land of the dead, the underworld, is in ancient Egypt, right? Mm -hmm. You've got right. thousands of years, it. and, like, so yeah. much story behind that that it remained consistent because they were so, you know, conservative in their way of thinking that they just passed everything down. There was a very it specific... Was, it was kind of their number one thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we know? talked about that in other episodes. They, yeah, but they, like, didn't, they didn't even want to die anywhere else because they, they were afraid, you know, they of believe, not being yeah, exactly. they believe that being the, preserved. Uh, the sun god Ra, for example... At night, um, and I, you know, when I say believed, I... Oh, man. Well, like, like the, the whole, like, river is, like, I think they really believed that, because, like, yeah. they wrote down all of the instructions that was privileged information, like, not oh, everybody got all of that. Yeah, and actually, know. yeah, I'm, I'm gonna get into that. Like, Ra, they believe, traveled through the, un like, traveled through a boat in the underworld every night, and that's where the sun went. At night. Oh, yeah. And they believed that, like, the demon or the god of chaos, Apep, would fight and defeat him one day down in the underworld, and that would mean the end of the world. There would be no sun anymore, right? So you already have, like, apocalyptic ideas happening this early, you right. know? Which is still um, a, a face-off between good and evil. Like it, well, exactly. You know, and that, I mean, you have that in Osiris versus Set or Seth, uh, yeah. where he, you yep. know, rips Osiris apart, and he becomes sort of the, the god of the dead, the god of the underworld. Not to be confused with Anubis, who is more of a guide, you know, the jackal headed Anubis. Say, he was more of like a guy. He's more of a guy, like a cool guy. <laughs> yeah. He was, yeah, yeah. He, he was the this guy who he would lead group. you down and he would be like, he'd bring you to the house of judgment yeah. and you'd weigh. That doesn't sound very fun. No. Nope. You'd weigh your heart <laughs> on a scales, right? You've probably heard this story. You weigh your heart on scales. Yeah, yeah. Against a feather of the goddess Mott. Uh, ah. And whatever was, if you were, you know, a piece of shit, you're sinful your heart would weigh more than the feather, and no, that would mean that you're, you're dead. You, yeah. You're gone. Yeah. And that's kind of how they viewed that. Like, you, they throw the heart to the demon, you know, monster, uh, Emmet. Not Emmet, right. Amet. Uh, Emmet. 
It was a really cool visual, which I'm a little upset that they didn't nail that in Moon Knight that well. It looks more just like a crocodile goddess. But in this, it's like she's got hippo and lion and crocodile mixed in and eats the heart. And then you're you're done. You're, you're done. You're so. gone. Um, yeah, and it's like the middleman. Just just feed my heart directly to the beast. Like, yeah, just yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the thing I was reading, the book I was yeah. reading was even <laughs> talking about like, oh, they, when you're getting your your uh, heart weighed, um, you can kind of like say whatever you want like you'd be like anubis you know like I, I did my best here and you know i'm sorry sorry i stole that thing and whatever but like none of that fucking matters or, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's so like say whatever why, you fucking why, i don't why, give a why, shit yeah, go ahead just go. say it say your piece yeah, this yeah. is the last chance he's to get like, it fuck you, <laughs> you <know? laughs> he doesn't give a shit yeah like, it's how much your heart weighs he'll fucking spells. pitch it to his yeah. little puppy dog and that thing will eat it so, so if you do so, go to the underworld sorry well go ahead i was just gonna say so what you're saying is it's like the opposite of um like Christian religions where they're like, oh, you can like, like repent all your sins on your deathbed and get forgiven for everything and mm-hmm. you're still going to go to heaven. Well, well as that's long specifically, that's specifically Catholicism. Yeah. And it? that's actually, interestingly yeah. enough, that's they're specific to, uh, <laughs> no, they're, they're not. I, I, it's one of I those things don't know. That, I'm actually going to get into like how purgatory was kind of brought about later and it's kind uh, of a similar concept. But yeah. um, that's a if, yeah, that's a Catholic. If your whole thing, right? soul doesn't get eaten, you have to journey. Then sh- it's not easy now. You still have to journey through the land of dead. Oh, for all, God's there's sake! There's all these some bullshit you got to deal with snakes, <laughs> crocodiles. Dude, it's a and whole if, thing. Jesus, it's a whole fucking thing. And <laughs> sounds like, it, like Jerry was Harry. actually saying, if you have like there was privileged information like the book of the dead, and it was like a list of spells and things you could do, so you could like oh this help you get. It's like a cheat yeah. code, I guess. Yeah, I like secret, to think of, like, secret like, handshakes. It tells you all the secret yeah. handshakes you know, and passwords before. You know when you had when you were a kid, and you had the uh, the player's guide. Yeah, before the yeah it's internet. a primo player's guide to the to the. Yeah, you're like okay, so here's where I you know you gotta if you yeah. if you gotta jump over the alligator here and all that shit. That's what like the book of the dead was. It was uh, a series Beetle, of, Beetlejuice kind of has that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then eventually you get to, you know, there's all your, kinds of crazy case shit, workers. like an egg yeah. that'll fuck you up and all this shit. But yeah, an a lot of weird imagery. But you could see already, like, if you know much about the modern view of hell, like the idea of being judged in the afterlife and. Uh, but this one like sounds this. like a giant pain in the ass. Oh, yeah. Fuck it all. I mean, I mean, all. Like, just eat suffer- the heart. Like, what less I do suffering like suffering and, and like burning and stuff, it's more like. Jesus Christ, I'm waiting. In, oh, I got to wait in line. The other thing <laughs> is, and you see this a lot in older religions, it's the idea of not existing anymore. If mm. and I, I, I have to believe, like, I think a lot of like even like early Christians kind of looked at it. You either went to heaven or you just ceased to exist. Right. Right. And hell, you know, became uh, a thing for reasons we'll get into more. But you can already see like the idea of getting judged in the afterlife, which will exist all right. the way down. You can see these yeah. these sort of bones, these structures yeah. in place. Yeah. Oh, there's so bones one, down there. So, another religion that is vastly important to the way that to the sort of like dualistic view of modern Christianity, hell and heaven is Zoroastrianism. Ah. Uh, now Zoroastrianism yeah. was a dualistic religion. So they like the last thing I was saying with um you know, the Mesopotamian religions, they had great above and a great below. But this actually had the idea of, like, there was a good, like, a, a good leader, like, you know, like a god, right, in right. heaven, uh, whose name was, forgive me real quick, Ahura Mazda. 
Okay. Which okay. also means wise lord, or they called him Ormazd, yeah. I believe is how you pronounce that. that. 2014 Hormazda. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's so Like new condition, 15,000 miles, <laughs> yeah, somehow. <laughs> it's better than the Toyota Tercel. Yeah. <laughs> they don't make that anymore, do they? And he, you know, up in heaven, he, they're heaven, as they called it. Like, yeah. they didn't necessarily. They, he, he had seven angels that he lived with called Anisha Spenta, or angels, right? I'm, I'm okay. probably pronouncing this wrong, but I do not care. Unlike Jerry, if you listen to at home, <laughs> if you want to tell me how to pronounce this, I delete that email. I don't know. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm doing my best, man. You're yeah. doing great. So, no, you're doing great. You're doing great. Uh, I will uh, say, in, in Crusader Kings... It is damn near impossible to play as a Zoroastrian leader. Well, yeah, game. they uh, they were completely wiped out, and they actually existed. Um, they think that the the prophet Zor- Zoroaster, who this all kind of came from, was just no, a, was lived with Bronze Age nomads about a thousand years BCE, right? Yeah, their sacred book, the Avesta, wasn't written till about the fifth century CE. So that's almost like sixteen hundred years of just. People That's talking nice. about it until they actually wrote it down. Fucking so we, it. we don't really <laughs> know a lot about what they believed at the time. Yeah, totally, exactly. Yeah. And then they only lasted about two hundred years later when they were snuffed out. Like by I don't stuff. know, there's some bats or something. I don't and, know. Uh, the Muslims, uh, yeah, exactly. There's some bats, whatever. The Muslims really did a lot of work to uh, destroy all their, destroy their uh, culture, right after yeah. they invaded them you know so yeah. they actually existed quite later than people realize like you hear about zoroastrianism and you think like oh that's really old that's like pre-mesopotamia yeah. but it actually isn't they just got totally fucked over and burned no, to fifth, ground fifth century ad yes yes, yeah. yes. No, which that's, that's when the book is written and they no, lasted till the seventh were, were seventh they, century did zoroastrians did they like make like Icons like did they make figures of their gods or paint pictures of their gods or anything or anything like that? Because like that could know. be it could be a contributing factor to why like the Muslims had such fervor. Well, I mean, they did have a sacred it. book, but like I was saying, they didn't have it was you know didn't sixteen hundred years they yeah well it's later yeah, it's like when well yeah, it it's like written. everybody everybody else had their book and they were like so, ah, shit so either like I wonder book. if that was all destroyed I don't know like. uh it's like, let's write a book. Hurry up and write a book, guys. I could like, do, we we could do an entire episode in Zoroastrianism, yeah. you know? Yeah, to- and, totally, totally. But we really don't know a lot about it just because of it, it's that whole thing. It's like our religion won and we destroy yours, you know? And you're going to see that time and time again where it's like, you know, all the like Christian demons are gods from this time period, you know? Yep. Um, yeah, yeah. They're, they're like was actually, it's based on an older faith that uh, also, those also went into being part of what... Hinduism and Buddhism. So on one side you have Zoroastrianism, and then more of the East Hinduism, Buddhism sprout, sprouted out of the same sort of way of thinking, which is before huh. Zoroastrianism. So that's actually about the only time I'm going to get into Eastern religions in this because we just don't have time, so I'm focusing on Western. Right. But yeah, Zoroastrianism. Before them, there's that sort of faith ended up becoming part of what is also Hinduism and Buddhism. They have like a what would you say like a what do you call that in evolution where it's. Uh, Oh, uh, yes. like a uh, vestigial limb? No, like a shared uh, <laughs> uh, ancestor. Common, common ancestor. Common ancestor, thank you. They had like yeah. a common ancestor, uh, yeah. which I thought was pretty interesting. Yeah. So in Zoroastrianism, there's also the evil <coughs> spirit or god that lives in the underworld. Angra Menu, I don't know if I'm saying that right, or Ariman, sounds- which I think is in a is an anime, I think. Uh, no. Ariman means evil spirit. He could also be called the Lord of Lies. 
Ah, badass. Oh. Does that well, sound familiar? By yeah, the way, it sounds like lies are on the menu. Well, they they say that a lot of these ideas, like even though it's not really stated, had to have influenced early Christians, right? And you can yeah. just absolutely see what I'm talking well, about. Something something that like is interesting to me too is that like they view all of these things as like monsters you know like later mm. christians view like the older gods as monsters because like they made big statues of them and stuff mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and like i you know those statues terrify me in the year 2022 right. you know yeah. and mm -hmm. it's like i gotta think they saw those and they were like demons Oh, yeah. From hell. Because, like, I mean, come on, dude. You're, you're probably kind around. of afraid you of them. You see it in a field. Nobody told you what that's about. Like, no one, there's no book going around. You didn't read the book anyway, you know, telling you what all this shit is. So, like, I got to think people are just like, I don't know what that is. We all forgot what that was. Uh, it's sitting out there. It looks evil, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I gotta I'm think so, there's something to that. Oh, I hope I someday once the Statue of Liberty, like, like when our country's gone and, and like, Future people go by the Statue of Liberty. They're like, "What's that?" They're like, "I don't know, monster." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's what no, the they're apes gonna, thought. Yeah, yeah they're gonna go by and be like, "You goddamn apes!" That's what they're gonna say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, Mount Rushmore. They're like, "What about that? Four monsters? Rio yeah. de Janeiro? I don't know." Except for except for Mount Mon Rushmore, that one's sort of the truth. Yeah, you know, no lies detected. I don't know. More, <laughs> more Hot like takes. Mount Crushmore. <laughs> in terms of the dreams of the people that they, uh, you know, crushed. crushed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Got them. Yeah. I fucking got them. You got roasted, and, Tyler. And before we move on, I just want to say, did I miss my opportunity to refer to something as a whole mess, Opatamia? Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm kind of moving out of it. I'm moving out of it right now. Yeah. Well, can you yeah. take me saying that and then put it earlier in the episode? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so it's like, hey, everyone, welcome to History <laughs> Boys, and then it's just Mesopotamia, and then it goes back into the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No, don't never be sorry. Never. So in Zurian astronomism, they had, you know, they believed the soul went to the underworld and was judged, you know. And what I thought was interesting is they very specifically, like, counted your good deeds minus your bad deeds, right? And they would call mm -hmm. good deeds credits and bad deeds debts, and it feels very much like The Good Place, you yeah. know? Yeah, so yeah it's very so it's like specific. a video game. They had a great yeah. ledger where they wrote it all in, you know? Yeah, that's one hell of a job. And pretty much die. if you if, if it was in the negative, even by just a little bit, you went to hell, or their version of hell, you know? Yeah. And if so you like, were good, so you, you, were good, die, you, you went gotta, to... Like, work what? You gotta, like, when you die, you gotta go work the ledger. That sucks. No. Well, like, you gotta no, go the, be on a big ledger and be like, God, gotta climb the, judges the ladder work, all the way the up The judges there work the ledger. There's a, specifically no. the judges their named job, Rashnu and Mithra. No, uh, their job sucks. Yeah, fuck that. I, well, that's, you keep seeing, this is another thing, like, the judges of the dead are often, like, that's, like, their job, right? Sometimes yeah. in these, they're, like, somebody who's died, you know, like, some ancient king. You see that in Greek mythology yeah. and shit yeah. like Saint that. Peter. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and they're like the dude who Jaggedy does that. Pete. Jaggedy <laughs> Pete, exactly. <laughs> Meatloaf. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> evil souls go to, you know, their version of hell, and good souls go to a place called the House of Song, okay. which feels also oh. very Lord of the Rings to me. Um, sounds, they also, sounds like the Hard Rock Cafe. They had an evil House of Blues. I think exactly. I mixed like three places together, but whatever. Yeah, you guys yeah, get the yeah. idea. Yeah, you, you can get, get bottom, 
bottomless the chicken wings there on oh, Tuesday nights. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> they're like the house of song, and and the word song is like a um, it's like a brand, and it sizzles oh, in the yes, logo. Yeah. House of song, bar and grill. Yeah, yeah. get some mesquite wings on a Friday. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh, oh my god. So they they also believed uh, in a. Uh, like a, an apocalyptic fight between good and evil at the end of the, you know, where we'll destroy the world and good and evil will finally fight, you know? Yeah. Which, yeah. of course, you know, sounds yeah. totally familiar. Solid third act. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Actually, that's funny because it's like a lot of the art, uh, like, uh, I'm going to get into that, but like, specifically the art of like uh, Veronica's Bosch, there'd be like a three yeah. section thing and, you know, it'd be like actually acts and one of them Is being triptych. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That is, yeah, exactly. Sometimes there yeah. are little cabinets that you open. You'd open up, you see. Yeah. So yeah. this brings us to the Greeks, right? Uh, and everybody knows about Greek mythology, so I'm going to just be as... I'm just going to rush through this shit, because you know what? Yeah. Watch Disney's Hercules. It's pretty accurate. It tells you everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, yeah. uh, this is perfect timing, because God of War, Ragnarok, and wait, that's actually, Norse yeah. mythology. The oh, old yeah, ones yeah. were yeah, Greek nice. mythology. You can pick them up. I love up, those games. Pick up the old ones. and I know, actually love them. Disney's Hercules, even though it's not totally accurate. I don't give a fuck if things are yeah. accurate. Well, the mythology itself is not accurate. It's a made-up story, so... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's the real stories of Hercules? Like, him, like, uh, being like, driven to madness by Hera and murdering and he threw a his football family. like a mile. Oh, oh he can throw, I can throw a football over those mountains. Yeah, That's Hercules yeah. or Heracles, as they call them in Greek. Whatever uh, was really impressive at that time, like cleaning out stables, really good. And they're like, oh yeah, wow. one, of the, one of the uh, yeah the twelve labors. Yeah, yeah, they was just filled with shit, and he had to like move, like move the river. To, yeah, and it's like that's not super like impressive to us now, but back then they were like, "Holy I, I shit!" I just like that. Is he digging a new thing? Because I always imagine, you know, like digging new trenches for the river. Because what I always imagined was he literally just grabbed the river like a fucking cartoon character. Oh yeah, like yeah. the side of it and pulled <laughs> the river. Bugs Bunny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what I think. That's how I think they viewed it. Yeah. Like, so tons of imagery in Greek mythology you'll actually see just repeated over and over and over because like Greek and Roman mythology just kept it. First of all, never really got all of it destroyed, you know, plus right. people really liked it and it comes back constantly, you know? So yeah. there's so much imagery and ideas that happen in Greek mythology that also, you know, Roman mythology, which is pretty much the same fucking thing uh, yeah. that you're going to see la later in some of these. Cultural like, appropriation. Uh, and <laughs> in, in some versions of uh, cultural Christian stories, you actually have like, <laughs> In hell, like, Hades even exists. Like, he's a separate right. entity from uh, Satan, where it's like, right. he's, like, just the dude who runs the land of the dead, you know? So Satan uh, is, like, his lackey, then? Uh, Satan is Hades' lackey? Yeah. Yes. Is that what you're Absolutely, saying? Absolutely, yes. Huh. Yeah. There uh, is in, a... in, in one circumstance, yes. Uh, wow. And, you know, in Paradise Lost, it kind of goes the other way, but uh, I'll, I'll, okay. I'll get into that when we talk about Paradise Lost. Okay. But, um... You know, Hades, Persephone, the queen of the underworld. Then the rivers that you saw, the rivers of the underworld, the Styx, the Lethe, the Acheron, the Plagiathon, and the, what is it? Uh, yeah. Cocytus is my favorite. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And Styx, you know, obviously really good band. They're yeah, very I was, silly. Uh, I, I was talking to Chris about uh, this episode, and uh, I, I, I remember that part where, like, Homer is, like, playing Odysseus, you yeah. know? And, like, he's, he, they're like, you know, you have to go down to the River Styx. And he gets down there, you know, of course it's, you know, a river with fire and, like, there's skeletons, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, but they're all, like, headbanging. <laughs> and it's, it's like a Styx song playing. And he's like, oh, this really is hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the boatman obviously returns again, the river, you know, yeah. yep. uh, that existed in other things. And those will continue. Paying the boatman or the yeah. boatman's call. You know, yeah. being a you know a call to the to death essentially. Um, yeah. A lot of characters that have traveled down into the underworld. Uh, you know, Orpheus, Hercules, Theseus, Odysseus. They keep coming back. Uh, avian and Christian ideas. You got mm-hmm. Cerberus, uh, the three-headed guard guard dog. You'll see him yeah. coming up That's in boy. you know Christian stories. Yeah, he's a sweet uh, boy. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Plato actually. Uh, had some thoughts on the underworld as well, you know. I mean, we all know Plato, and I'm not going to get into all of his mythologies, but the yeah, whole something I used to play with as a, as a as a child. You know? Yeah, so Plato. actually, uh, my son really likes Plato. It's his favorite philosopher, and also his favorite. <laughs> he's um, way he's way in the idea of the carpet. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's because to truly live a fulfilled life, as Plato said, you must yeah. mash, you know, sort of a of a clay that you can make Substance. things out of, like little doggies and stuff. Mash that yeah. into the carpet. That's it's still yeah. Plato. It still smells yeah. nostalgic. I, yeah. I to this oh, day. Dude. I, yeah. I grabbed a hunk and I was like, I wonder, and I smelled it, and I almost want to just be like, when I was over the, at your place you last, over, and uh, our friend's daughter came over and like gave us, he's like, here's a piece of cake, and it was like made out of play doh. I smelled it and I was like, oh, I want to eat this. It smells like play doh. <laughs> like yeah. I used to eat so much fucking play doh as a kid. Yeah, don't tempt, yeah, don't tempt like, me. Dude. I will like, eat this. I, this I did get over it. that as a kid, you know. Yeah. Like, I had to restrain myself. Plastic ice cream bullshit you were serving up earlier. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, so he, particularly in uh, his his work Phaedo, uh, he has Socrates talking about, you know, Socrates uh, famously uh, had to drink hemlock because he was corrupting the youth, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, rock and roll, yeah, rock and roll, and, fuck, and he's like, fuck yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that, and in Phaedo he has sort of a whole monologue about what is gonna happen after you know you go to the underworld, and it's very like weird, and I find it funny how weird and specific it is because he talks. I wrote down the whole quote, but I'm not going to read the whole fucking thing. But it's like, basically, it's like, he's talking about, like, super evil people. They're going right to Tartarus. No stop. They're, they're, they're there forever. Um, it's like, talking about also the idea of an immortal soul, right? The soul not dying is something that they talk about in this. Yeah. Um, and then it's sort of like, like, if you're straight up murderer, you just truly unrepentant <laughs> evil. They're going right to Tartarus. Tartarus being, I don't think I actually mentioned this, that the hell and their darkest, deepest part of... Greek mythology's underworld. That's where the really bad people went. Yeah. And in most of the stories I actually find is like, I don't really think people believe that your average Joe goes there. It's like people yeah. who... The murderers. Yeah, and shit. Well, even shit worse. Like, people like, hmm. who truly defied the gods, like Sisyphus and Tantalus and shit. You know, Tantalus wow. fed the gods his, his own children in a meal, Oof. and Sisyphus <sighs> uh, tricked the Grim Reaper, or, sorry, Thanatos, not Grim Reaper at the time, but tricked death into wearing... Uh, handcuffs and like death was like oh fuck nobody's gonna die now so he has well, to pull push a rock up like like when eternity. bill and ted uh when they when they beat the grim reaper 
Yeah. Well, I suppose that. I suppose yeah, all that is worse than like child molesters then. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think they oh, like, child molesting you know I mean? was not a sin to these people. I'm gonna be yeah, real with yeah. you. Like yeah, probably yeah, totally. Have you ever heard about what it, they did in Sparta? Come on. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It, it was, was part of their thing. It was frowned upon to a degree. No, it wasn't even frowned upon. It was yeah. like it's what you do. Everyone's yeah. I don't. Unfortunately, you're, uh, you're, this you is go, one of you, the ways society has uh, evolved. You go to Tartarus way. if you don't molest any kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, what are you trying to? What do you think you're better than us? So yeah. I also, I also think it's interesting. Uh, Socrates goes on to talk about like some of your, like also your murderers. I guess your murderers. He's kind of saying that like yeah, real people can go to Tartarus. Like your murderers do go to Tartarus, but those are yeah. the ones who are like uh, unrepentant evil murderers. And then he talks about like people who almost like commit murder as a crime of passion or almost like forgivable like no like, oh, you shouldn't have done that but like it in an almost sort of like purgatory kind of way like you'd go to Tartarus right. for a little bit but you're real uh, sorry and then you'd have to yeah exactly you'd have to talk to the the spirit that you wronged yeah and after like like what was it like 100 years or oh a year like a year yeah which doesn't I, seem that long like a year you'd be like Hey, person I wronged, do you forgive me? And if they forgive you, you can get out of Taurus. Okay. Uh, I, I didn't I, really I, view... I do got to think at, at this point, though, there's somebody in the crowd going like, all right, Socrates is stall like stalling for time. Yeah, just drink up, buddy. The funny thing <laughs> I think about this is it's like, he's just saying all the... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just going on and on and on yeah. about this shit. And he's like, so anyway, it does seem that way. I also think it's funny how like definitive it is. Yeah, where it's almost yeah. like he's talking about the underworld the same way that, like, Plato talks about, like, how government should be ran in the Republic. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's right. like, well, this is how it should be. So this is yeah. how it is. But it's really he's strange. Like, this how, is what like, I'm into. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, the Romans, um, and as you know, had very similar religion. They kind of changed the names of the people. The Romans kind of just, they just absorbed a lot of religion, yeah. you know, a lot of other ideas. And, like, they were kind of, like, very, uh, more so than really any uh, culture at this point in time were very cross-cultural. Uh, of course, yeah. they had their sort of like, this is the Roman belief, but like they, as similar to the Greeks, believed like everything in nature and even like households and like had its own god or spirit. And they were able to be like, okay, you know, they go to Egypt and it's like, you got your gods. And you're like, oh, maybe this guy, you know, your god here yeah. is Hermes or Mercury or whatever. And they were able to kind of like reconcile, reconcile that idea. Uh, so, like, it was kind of easy to just worship yeah. what you want as long well, as you're, like, given well, Rome its due. Yeah, basically, because, like, you know, there's always these other this other group of people that's always a giant pain in the ass for the Romans, uh, the Jews. Yeah, and I'm like, that. Yeah, and, like, you know, like Caligula, he was like, yeah, you made sacrifices mm -hmm. to, like, Rome, but not me. Yeah, he famously wanted to build that. Wasn't it a yeah. statue in their temple or? Yeah, yeah, a statue in the of temple. himself. Yeah. Uh, and luckily, they were like, dude, they're yeah. already mad enough. Yeah. Yeah. The Rome did a lot to piss off uh, your uh, your yeah. Jewish and Christian people throughout the years. And, you know, I'm sure vice versa. But, but like they would deify their emperors, too. You know, oh, like yeah. Yeah. Got, and yeah. that's actually where uh, early Christianity and Jewish uh, ideas really bumped heads. Like it was the monotheistic ideas right. that almost yeah. couldn't fly in yeah. Rome. And that's kind of why 
they butted heads so much and why they were more subjugated. And, like, at least in, like, Rome, if, like, you worship some other random god, you could still be like, uh, give Rome its due, yes, Jupiter, all that, you know, but I'm really, I'm really about my guy. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. You can kind of get away with that to a degree. Um, the Romans are like, you're trying to tell me that the god that turns off the sky at night is also the god who runs my toilet? Bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Also human shit that goes to the toilet god. Yeah, where he eats yeah. it up. Yeah. <laughs> he eats it up, and that's the tribute I pay to him. He's disgusting, and it's also yeah. kind of hot sometimes because yeah. I'm into that kind of thing. So these these ways of thinking is really, really butted heads, and it was sort of like it can be one or the other, and um, it kind of ended, you know what I mean? Like, it ended up being one and not the other. But uh, Right, right. So Virgil in the Aeneid, uh, which was written at some point between 30 BCE and 19 BCE, which is like a 21-year gap. Yeah. If I did my math right. No, it's an 11-year gap. My bad. Yeah. Uh, and wait, it actually 30, has very... 30 BCE... Wait. Yeah. And... 11-year gap. I mis misspoke. Wait. Sometimes when they write that, where it's like, it was written between these two points, I'm like, so either that means we're like Isn't somewhere 30 in to that. 19, 49 years? No. Because no. doesn't it go backwards to yeah, 30, 30, back to zero, and then up to 19, you said? No, it's all BC. Oh, I thought you went, I, I thought oh, you I went over this, over no, the baby didn't, Jesus he, line. No, no, he didn't, <laughs> he didn't cross baby Jesus. But the unit, no, uh, he does. And gets which away is, with uh, it. the unit's interesting because it's actually, um, the story of Ionis, who, uh, was a Trojan, who, uh, in the Trojan War escapes the siege and fall of Troy, and it actually is the first really strong description of the Trojan horse, which doesn't actually exist in the Iliad. And it's briefly mentioned in the Odyssey, that just briefly. We're like, huh. Odysseus is like, yeah, I did this shit. But really, the, the bulk of our understanding of it, it comes from, the, from, the, from a Roman poet, Virgil. Mm. Uh, but he, in his story, has a very strong like, description of the underworld as well. And he even has uh, kind of one of the first ideas of a place called Limbo, where it's like... It's always a party. Yeah, well, yeah, you kind of go... <laughs> How low can you go? <laughs> I think it, like, it's almost like before the river sticks, like you're, these people just kind of exist in between, and that kind of idea became really important to Christians, where it was sort of, uh, and I will get into this, but the idea that in, the lim in Limbo, uh, you, that's where, like, if you didn't know about Christ, and you, but you were, like, some of the, the heroes in the Old Testament went to Limbo, you know? Uh. Because they didn't know about Sucks Christ, they didn't learn. They didn't have Christ's love to bring them to heaven, right? It's for babies, yeah. and Northern Africans, yeah. Well, they actually and most of and all of the Native Americans that weren't Mormon Christians. Well, <laughs> in certain like it became in the canon that there were two limbos or three, I think even, and one of them was for like unbaptized babies, you know, specifically. Oh, that's so, that's dark. They're, they're like, wait, 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 hold on. I just got here. What's going on? And they're like, <laughs> we were just, yeah. <laughs> so you moving got on. Me. So the Gnostics in Gnosticism, have you guys heard about Gnosticism? Oh, yes. It's pretty interesting because it's sort of a section. It's a group of religious ideas amongst Christians and Jews during the first century uh, C or AD. Um, mm -hmm. And Gnostic myth almost like, so it, it views like God as like, there's this high one, or even, like, alien god, like, exists just out there, maybe created the universe, but didn't create Earth, didn't create matter, and there's a sort of angel that admired the high one and tried to 
create uh, sort of that asexual creation. I don't know what the fuck he created because it, you know, seems like this next guy did everything. But like, she tries to create this being, and he becomes this like shapeless abomination called the demiurge or lower god. And the demiurge is the one who created Earth and created matter and created mankind. Oh, and he see, doesn't this, this even know. So it's like the, their basic idea is almost like Yahweh, the yeah. Jewish name uh, I say for no God. Way. Yeah. They're almost <laughs> well, saying that, like, no, that's actually the devil. Okay. Right? So I, I do like this idea. God. I do like this idea of, like, somebody, like, fucking up and being like, oh, no, get rid of this one. And, like, this shambling abomination is like, <laughs> and then and he goes like, up creates and creates the earth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, oh, what did that thing do over there? Oh, they, like, God don't even know it's it. over there. There's shit yeah. living on that. <laughs> well, the interesting thing, like, so basically they viewed, like, like, all matter, all everything was evil. Like, humans were evil, matter was evil, yeah. everything was just, we were... We are all flawed because we we are separated from the high God, the high one, yeah. you know? He doesn't even know we exist or doesn't give a shit, you know? Ah. And, like, this idea is unpopular with a lot of Christians. Well, yeah, uh, it's due kind to of the a downer. That it's kind of saying that... There's a number of things, like, here where... I mean, Christianity goes back and forth on the idea about whether Earth is good but it generally like nature is generally considered good it's created by yeah. god but saying it's not good that it's evil is kind of uh and mankind too it's all just it's kind of just saying that the devil created all this and all of it's evil and that but is often an unpopular and yeah. her heretical opinion as far but they as took, a lot of they took it back they took it back to their marketing team and they were like we got to rework this guys this is yeah. uh <laughs> you know, we got to switch some of this stuff up it's it is people, interesting people, because it's bringing people uh, down <laughs> Uh, it's too convoluted. Yeah. It, it is interesting because they do kind of view, like, the idea that, like, so, we're going to suffer. Like, we're fucked. We're fucked from the beginning. And there's certain ideas, like, even in, like, the idea of original sin kind of says that, where it's like, well, well we're like, fucked from, well, from the get-go. Well, it's even, not our even, fault. Even Nietzsche says that, really. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Well, Life is suffering kind of a thing. You know? say that? You know? C-3PO yeah. says that. Yeah. Does, does, he, does he say life to suffer? Okay, yeah. okay. He does say that, and he's he correct. He says it to R2-D2 in the original Star Wars. He oh. is correct. Um, I was too busy paying attention to all the Star Wars. So, yeah. in the, the early Jewish <laughs> beliefs... Your robot religion? <laughs> robot religion. It's all hell. It's oh, very nasty. Oh, God. Yeah, it's yeah. It's they're like, when they're painful. like the creator, they're like, oh, he's a bad guy. Yeah, he's Why a did he, he designed robots to feel pain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, like, it's like, oh, I can feel sand in my, like, gears and circuits and shit. It's like, why well, do they need that? There's yeah. the one torture robot, Return of the Jedi, yeah. and yeah. he turns Screams. the other one upside down, and he's and burning his, his feet. feet. And, he's and, like, and steam shoots, uh, he has steam ports on his feet. So he has, like, steam blood much... or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's, like, he's in pain. He's screaming. Well, there's, yeah. So there's that one robot that's, like... programmed to feel pain. That they tore you know the one, There's a the robot, robot one robot that's, like, the head torturer, right? In, yeah. 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 And he's a torture bot. He's, de yeah. he's designed to well, torture other robots. He's a bartender in Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. Well, he's yeah. the bartender at Mos Eisley Cantina. And the, well, and he's sometimes, he's he's sometimes you gotta, yeah. you know, sometimes you gotta like go where the work is. Well, uh, yeah, it's a new lease on <laughs> this like, economy. I like to think that robot, the, the one that was shooting steam, he was designed to be tortured. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, I like that. That's idea. his only service. <laughs> well, That's why he shoots steam out of his feet. 
It's like I'm the George. It's a very robot. low pain tolerance. Yeah. He shoots steam out of his feet. Yeah. But and I, he's, so, he's designed to be tortured by other robots. <laughs> okay, let's yeah. unpack this really quick. What is a masochist robot? <laughs> yeah. Is no, it's so oh, he doesn't enjoy tor- it. torture is <laughs> an acceptable punishment by law on that planet or in that area or whatever. Of However, robots. if you can afford, if you're like a rich person, you can afford a proxy. And the guy's like, yeah, I keep on cheating on my taxes, so torture me about it. And I just here's keep my torture this robot. Bot. Yeah, and yeah. so they're like, he's like, I cheated on my taxes a lot. And they're like, well, we're going to torture you We're going to torture the shit out of the torture robot. The, yeah. the, em- the Empire, or whoever is doling out yeah. these punishments, is like, man, we got to close this loophole. I kind like, of think it's just at this point. Is, this. I think it's just job of the hut. Like, oh, I think he's just, running shit at that point. Yeah. Like, Well, Jabba the Hutt's gang has to get their shit together. I mean, the Empire technically <laughs> has a lot to do. Like, they technically control Tatooine, but I think they're just like, let Jabba do his shit in that area. Maybe Jabba is the one who manufactures the bots that are meant to be tortured. Where do you think he got all his money? Yeah, he's yeah. He's, he's, he's part of the money. circular That's economy. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's yeah, like, exactly. I dare you to break the law. <laughs> uh, I win either way. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. He is the law. Back to yeah. the real stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's not this is all made up anyway, too. Yeah. Uh religion. <laughs> Sorry. Uh so old Jewish thinking uh has a kind of similar underworld where it's sort of like, eh, just go there when you die, and they didn't really I mean, I'm talking like pre like Christianity, pre like New Testament so, Jewish so this, thinking. At, at this point, like the idea of the underworld is not punitive in any sort of way. Usually not. And I mean, I mean, you saw I mean, that in Tartarus and shit. You Tartarus, saw what, yes, like, yes, but not like it's the underworld is not inherently. It's just kind of where you place. go. And actually, something I maybe I should have touched on uh, in Greek mythology is the river Lethe, the river of forgetting. Uh, the idea of like kind of stop being existing was like you drink from that, and you would forget your life on earth, yeah. and you just kind of. I went to the rendezvous and drank from the river of forgetting a few times. <laughs> yeah, I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like that, that to me almost seems like their version of not existing anymore as you drank from yeah. the river of Lethe and, or Lethe yeah. uh, however you want to say and uh, they uh, you just don't you just you let your troubles just just just, just drift away off in the river yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. live river that Jimmy Lethe. Buffett lifestyle yeah. oh there there yeah real parrot heads there yeah all the parrot heads go to hell <laughs> why are the underworld because everyone yeah. does yeah the, the, there's a term or a word that appears in the old testament called she-hole and it ah. sometimes can be described as hell she-hole. but it can literally mean the, a grave or the pit and sometimes it's used figuratively to talk about like you know the afterlife and like it can be described as suffering in a place of darkness but it kind of literally means grave or a burial place um yeah. there is hell like imagery in the old testament but the old testament is like enoch specifically has some interesting st- things about seeing pillars of fire and shit but they didn't yeah. view it as yeah punitive like you were saying it didn't yeah. quite exist yet and even in like greek mythology i don't really think they thought your average joe like even now oh, this guy's a criminal he's probably just going around the world right like they didn't yeah tartarus wasn't as like easy to get into as hell would be <laughs> yeah, it's, it's almost hard exclusive. not to get to hell yeah uh later on so there's a lot to be said about hell in the New Testament, right? It isn't, still isn't quite viewed in the way that we view it now, and there's a lot of, like, sort of, like, looking and be like, okay, this means hell that's viewed later on. But it is mentioned many times in um, 
the New Testament. And it's often referred to in the original translation as a place called Gehenna. And Gehenna, which many of the translations and quotes I'm going to read later, when I say hell, they were actually saying the word Gehenna, which actually refers to like this valley that's like a garbage pit. And cool. yeah, right outside of Jerusalem. It was just it was basically it's a, junkyard. It's a straight up landfill. Basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. it is. And they would often throw the bodies of criminals on the fire there. So the idea of like being thrown to the flames, like criminals being thrown to the flames was literally happening. I don't know if their bodies were alive or dead. Yeah. Uh, I think they were probably dead. They probably crucified probably. them. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, but, like, it's not I mean, like a pick and pull where I could get, like, you know, parts for, like, a 78 Nova or anything like that. That's, like, <laughs> no. actually, that's a good question. Like, at this period no, of time, I, and I'm talking pre-Surge Jerusalem, Jerry, uh, the Romans crucifying people in the, Jerusalem? Uh, or? Certainly. Uh, yeah, that so was, it was happening that was, everywhere. That was one of Ro the Romans' favorite methods of torture and punishment well, yeah. was uh, crucifixion. I mean, I mean the, remember main, when, the main remember, character in the book I'm talking about, Remember Jesus, when, we, when we talked about... Well, when we talked about uh, uh, Spartacus, yeah. uh, how they lined the Appian Way with mm -hmm. crucified So this you know, is just rebels. happening all over the empire, right? Oh, it yeah. Was, all yeah. over. Yeah. All over. It's horrifying to see. You know, it's a, it's a mm -hmm. public horrific display of How Rome's else are you supposed power. to crush dissent? Yeah, right? Well, well that's a good way, way to do it. It's another way to people off, too. <laughs> that's a good way to do it. You know? <laughs> if, there was a lot of Jewish rebels at this period of time for this very reason. If our government wrong. like crucified somebody, like I, 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 I mean, I mean, I would be against that. I would not mm. want that to happen. But if that happened, I'd be like, whatever they did, let's not do that. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think yeah. that. I, I mean, yeah, there was a lot of, like I was saying, a lot of Jewish rebels, and at this point, like I'm talking, like before the siege of Jerusalem, like Christians and Jews, their cousins, there was like. Jews that believed in the Messiah had come and all these things like yeah. there hadn't been quite as much of a separation at this there point in time. So a lot of the people huge, we're talking about, yeah, there, uh, there were a bunch of different sects that, yeah, that were exactly. more Christian, like, so more Jewish, many, like, you know, yeah, a bunch of different ones, you know, yeah, around so, this time. Um, Gehenna, as I mentioned, uh, it, that word appears in Matthew, Mark, and Luke quite a bit. Uh, the Synoptic Gospels that all kind of tell the same story in different ways, right? Mark, for example, uh, has a, has a great quote from Mark. I want to read uh, to just kind of get the ideas of what we're talking about. Mark is um, out of those three believed to be the first one written, though it's not the first. Matthew's the first book in the New Testament, but it's actually right. believed to be written after this. Mark, here we go. Mark nine forty seven to forty eight. Quote: And if your eye causes you to stumble, pluck it out. It is better to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than to have two eyes and to be thrown into hell, where the worms that eat them do not die and the fire is not quenched. Right? Badass. Sounds like hell. Yeah. yeah. Also could sound like being thrown in a garbage pyre. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Except yeah, they talk and, about and it lasting yeah, forever. You'd out, right? You'd pull out, yeah, you'd yeah. pull out your own eye because, yeah, at We're, the end of the day, wouldn't you rather, you know? Yeah. That's basically what And they, and they bring said. that up, like, I mean, the similar quotes about talking about, like, if your leg is, and it's a metaphor for like, if something is causing you to sin, get rid of it mm -hmm. and suffer because right. of getting rid of it, because that is better than going to hell. Essentially, is right. kind of what they're talking about. Uh, an interesting thing here is this is actually a reference to uh, Isaiah from the Old Testament. Isaiah sixty six twenty four quote, and they will go out and look on the dead bodies of those who rebelled against me. The worms that eat them <coughs> will not die. The fire that burns them will not be quenched. 
they will be loathsome to all mankind. Ah, that's super cool. Yeah, I, it's I, fucking hell like metal. Because it, it paints, like, it, a, it a, like, paints a picture of, like, the garbage pit that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. But it does also, con- like, conjure the image of, like, a rotting corpse, right? Yeah. With, like, the worms and stuff. Like, and, and we know what happens to a corpse, worm, you know? <laughs> the worm thing that they brought up a few times, sometimes that's, sometimes that's, um, uh, translated. I should say that I'm using the new international translation in all these cases. Yeah, um, yeah. It's just because for some sense of move. consistency and it feels a little more just like... It's written in a way that's less uh, annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, <laughs> Unlike I, I, King I just James. didn't want to say your yees and your all yeah. the shit that's in the yeah. King James. <laughs> well, but the new, y- the new international translation is the one I'm using and maybe maybe it's a little less colorful, but I mean, I'm, what I just fucking read, that's colorful as shit. I'm, I'm going to so. say that the worms are uh, very evocative and uh, and they're mentioned frequently and I think... It's, it might be because um, although a lot of scholars think bones were their money, I think that also the worms were their money. Um, yeah. and, they'll, and they didn't mention in either of those passages how they pull your hair up but not out. But, but not out. Yeah. <laughs> I think you should leave. By the way, uh, I want to leave I want to leave this in, but if you've seen the new Ant-Man trailer, the dude from the, the, the yeah. one sketch, the... Uh, the uh, steering wheel coming off the car sketch. Yeah, it's like, oh, because yeah, the yeah. steering wheel f- flies off. I'm toast. And it's like that. I think he's Cuban <laughs> or Spanish or something. That yeah. guy's awesome. Yeah. And yeah. like he's in that. He, he's like goodbye, Spider Man. He says to Dan, man, it's really funny. <laughs> and yeah. Paul Rudd. Like, I followed that dude. Uh, oh, Ruben. Oh fuck. What's his name? Ruben Rod. I'll look it up in a second. Uh, that dude. I follow him on Instagram and he posted it. He posted the, th- the and I go, yeah. I like to think that, I, I like to think that guy is the same character as the focus group sketch. Oh, yeah. He's like, so, so I technically, like, I think you should leave now is inside the uh, Marvel I think you should universe. leave as Marvel canon is what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, I'm going to do it. And actually, uh, Patty Harrison. Uh, now we're cooking. Is in both. Uh, yeah, she's in She-Hulk. She- and do you think the character she's in, She-Hulk in, is the same lady who had the dri- was in the driving videos about yeah. how... Uh, her job is tables. <laughs> yeah, her job is tables? Okay, yeah, yeah. perfect. No, you're right. she, didn't have to pay f- she didn't have to pay for the wedding at the tables at her wedding because that's her job. I uh, think, yes. um, what's his name? Peyton Reed uh, really, really wants comedy people to like him. Because he put Greg Turkington in Ant-Man. He put I think he's Tim a fan Heidecker of Tim and Eric and... Yeah, I, I think, think he's, he's a friends fan of, with them. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, like he's a think fan that he's not, shows. but he really wants them to like him, so he keeps putting them in his movies, being like, "So we're gonna hang out they're after the movies. shoot, right?" And they're like, "No." We I mean, Greg like, Turgleton uh, is in that trailer too, so they brought him back. Oh That's yeah, great. yeah, he's still the manager yeah. of Baskin Robbins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. So moving on, I, I I read a quote from Mark, which I said that was uh, thought to be the first of those those three uh, synoptic uh, gospels. Uh, an interesting thing happens between that writing of that book and the writing of like Luke and Matthew, what is called the Siege of Jerusalem in yeah, 17 I thought, CE. I thought Matthew was first, and then yeah, it I was... actually looked it up, it, and actually okay. Matthew has a ton of fire and brimstone shit, okay. Pharisees okay. and all that fucking shit. He's okay. first, like, it's the first book of the New Testament, but it uh, was yeah. actually yeah, believed yeah, yeah. to be written later. Uh, yeah. Yeah. These things are kind of hard to say, like, like whenever you look up, like, yeah, kind of, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but they're yeah. all kind of telling more or less the same story of Jesus, uh, just 
in various different ways. Yeah. It's like how some different dragons. point of views. Luke yeah. and Matthew have a lot of like more like fire and brimstone anger, it feels and, like. And so why does it have the fire and brimstone and anger in it? Well, <laughs> you know a lot more about the Siege of Jerusalem than I do. I will yeah. admit that. Uh, yes. <laughs> I, I do know that it was Jerusalem at the time, and we were talking about this before, where it's like crucifixions in Jerusalem. Like, there's a reason, like, that maybe that pisses yeah. people off. Well, uh, Jerusalem at the time, and correct me if I'm wrong, was kind of sort of a uh, uh, headquarters in a way of, like, Jewish rebels, right? Well, against um, Rome. Pretty, like pretty much. Pretty much every, pretty much all of Judea was that way. Yeah. Um, even in Syria, you see it. What's crazy is, is it, it, I, I, I just like to think about how you, sort of how this enters into the lexicon, right, of like, Romans evil, we're good, this is a time where we were victimized, and something that is at the forefront of that is crucifixion, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it's, it, to me, it's not a coincidence that, well, I think uh, that Jesus was crucified, right? Right. And, yeah, you know what I mean? We're, we're it, pr- it purely really secular does. here, guys, <laughs> yeah. if you haven't got That's that something already. That's actually, yeah, yeah, maybe it should have uh, said, coming up, like, I didn't go to church, go to school, yeah. uh, when I was a kid. Um, so this is, comes from a very secular, uh, admittedly atheist viewpoint. Um, yes, yes. I am trying to be respectful of it, and uh, but the, ultimately this is a work of entertainment. Uh, I'm yeah. doing and my I, best. And, and let's let's be real here. We don't believe in in any of that. I'm sorry. Yeah. There's a lot of other podcasts that will tell you the straight story and 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 tell you, you know, as if it were real or whatnot. You can go listen to those. Uh, you don't yeah. have to listen to us. And please do. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we're, we're not going to entertain. Like, I, I don't know when, when we, you're looking at like religious texts as also historical texts, because there's things like that, right, that can be gleaned from from those, you know, theological texts, you know, like mm-hmm. a notice, like a marked difference between the books. Right. Yeah. Like pre yeah. and post the year 70. Right. That is stuff where you can be like, well, this comes from, you know, this area, you know, so you can really understand sort of the zeitgeist of the time, you know? Yeah. And, and um, I mean, yeah, there, there was that quote I brought up from Mark about the worm and shit, which but remember, it is referencing the Old Testament. Right. Um, right. Now you see books by Matthew and Luke uh, seem a little angrier. And actually, here, oh, here's a quote from uh, Gospel of Luke 12, 5. Quote, but I will show you whom you should fear. Fear him who, after your body has been killed, has the authority to throw you into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. Right. right? Yeah. And that seems me. angrier. Yeah. Now, who's, seems little... who's he talking to? Like, like, what's the context of that? This is you, a, you know? it, it's Jesus talking. Right. It's Jesus, so Jesus talking. is like, telling people that he's laying down the law. He's like, motherfucker. Yeah. If you he's don't, throwing the hammer you down. You, <laughs> if you don't fly, straighten up and fly straight, motherfucker, the devil, yeah, you're going to hell, yeah, and you should be afraid of God because he's mad. After my you dad did. is these people. It's, it's believed <laughs> these people dad. lived through. They were alive during the siege of Jerusalem. Yeah, yeah. Jerusalem. They didn't hear about it, right? Like, I mean, maybe they weren't in Jerusalem. I don't fucking know. There's yeah. a lot of like. There's so many like contradicting ideas about who these people were. But and I'm not going to get in all of it because here I'm here to talk about hell, gang. Right. Yeah. It's true. I'm not it's a fucking true. preacher. 
Yeah. We're not theologians so, either. Matthew. <laughs> you gotta go oh, to not the theology all. boys for that one. We're, yeah. we're a comedy history podcast. Comedy comes first, gang. The theology boys aren't that funny. I, I've yeah. listened to them. They're very accurate. <laughs> they, they really know their stuff, but they, uh, it's a very dry, it's a very dry listen. Yeah. No humor. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, very informative, though. Yeah. Occasionally yeah. they make a Three Stooges reference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And they explain to you how those three guys and occasionally Shemp really uh, egregiously injured one another. And then they just say, well, it's probably a sin, so we should probably move on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, tell us so why, the tell book us of Matthew, the, gang. Tell, tell us why the, the who's on first sketch is funny. <laughs> so this is why it's funny. Because yeah. it's, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he doesn't realize that who... Is a person that he thinks that he's asking. Well, that's a joke. A it's a miscommunication. Have you ever seen yeah. the uh, the kids in the hall sketch where he's like, "Oh, I see," and he like totally ruins yeah. the sketch. It's really oh, it's funny. great. Yeah, he's like, oh, anyway, his name, so. yeah, his name is like Henry Henry who, right? Like or whatever. Yeah. yeah. All right, gang. Book of Matthew. This okay. is where uh, Matthew's pissed, frankly. Oh yeah. Matthew has some oh some mwah. Beautiful fucking angry language that I really, really enjoy. And I'm going to read yeah. you a few quotes, if if you don't mind. Oh, All by right. the way, Chris, uh, Book of Matthew is my favorite of the Gospels because oh. it's, it's, it's For so the exact gnarly. reason I'm about yeah. to say. Because <laughs> it's so it's angry. Pissed. It's metal uh, in places. Matthew 13, 40 to 42. Quote, As the seeds are pulled up and burned in the fire... So it will be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send out his angels, and they will weed out of his kingdom everything that causes sin and all who do evil, and they will throw them into the blazing furnace, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. That's that's the best one. The weeping and gnashing of teeth. The weeping and gnashing of teeth comes up a lot. That specific phrase. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Which, it tells a story. All right. Yeah. And and you can yeah. also see in this one he just uh descriptions of the end of days. Uh yeah. You know, the last testament, the uh, last ju- final judgment. You know. Uh, I feel like uh, uh I I want to say Schwarzenegger. Me and uh and friend of the show uh Jenny um, yeah. uh would often like when referring to like uh, just having a bad day, or like having a, like having to go work, like while we were hungover, talking about how there would be weeping and gnashing of teeth. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. Pretty I've been there. The, that is a back great. In the oh, it's such a beautiful descriptive phrase. Yeah, it's oh, so yeah. it's hella brutal. Yeah. Metalocalypse would love this. Yeah. Yeah. Death clock. All right, Matthew twenty three thirty three. Quote. I like this one. You snakes, you brood of vipers, how will you escape being condemned to hell? End quote. So, so now, now, now hell of, is more punitive now, right? Exactly. Hell is more punitive, and you're more, and you're burning now. Yeah, you're. It's punishing. You're yeah. punished, right? Yeah. Uh, these guys are mad, and I think that anger from the siege of Jerusalem actually probably has a lot to do, like, with with, with our with modern interpretation why, of hell. Right. Right. With, with um, how uh, how they're. The other thing is like another way that when the brood of vipers, some of the translations describe that as generation of vipers, right? So it's almost like talking about, like, this generation, you group of people, fucked up. Right. You're currently, right. you're good, you're currently in the fucking around stage. Yeah. When you, at death, you will be in the finding out finding stage. Finding out, yes, yes. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's what, yeah. essentially what he's saying. And, you know, these people hated Rome and yeah. uh, so on. And you're going to keep seeing more of that. Um, Matthew 25, 30, you're going to see, here we go. 
and throw that worthless servant aside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Bring uh, it up again. Mm-hmm. Matthew twenty-five forty-one. Then he will say, those on his left, depart from me. You who are cursed into the eternal hellfire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Ah. Now, Ladies to the left of me, jokers to the right. Yes, I, yeah, I'm stuck in the movie. Yeah, or whatever that is. <laughs> I know, I thought that too. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm weeping and I'm gnashing my teeth. Yeah. <laughs> well, so another thing about stuck that is it specifically refer the devil and his angels, and sometimes that's right. uh, translated as Satan and his demons. Yeah. But it is specifically you see referencing uh, the devil and Satan as a fallen angel, essentially. Right. Uh, which it happens quite a bit in the Bible, but. Really, you you get a taste of that later on angels. by a lot of really great uh, writers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now the Book of Revelations. I've been dying to talk uh, about. It. I've been dying to talk about the Book of Revelations. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to get into all this, all the shit Dude, it's that bonkers. happens in that. It's it's wall to wall bonkers shit. But it man. is it is a story about the end of days. It's basically Chris. describing the apocalypse, the final battle between heaven and hell. Uh, Satan rises up. Though there's a lot of stories about Satan being defeated earlier, I you know, like, now uh, he's rising up again, yeah. and he's going to try to win, and he doesn't. And uh, But there's so many things that happen, millenniums and all this fucking shit. It's a crazy fucking book. I'm not going to yeah. get into all of it, but... Maybe he's also it, talking about the fall of Rome. That, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I'm getting into. Yeah. So the Willennium. Ah. Uh, or... The Willennium. Or, or how about this? The Newmanium. New, Newmanium. Yes. Yeah. Huh? Or the new, yeah, the new manium. Yeah. Uh, so an interesting I'm thing about all revved like, up too, and by revved I mean revelations. Yeah. <laughs> revved up into the revelations. Yeah. They're not frightened by my re- revelations. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. Um. Yet. So uh, the the apocalypse, sort of the return of Christ to, you know, do his thing, fight evil. I talked about. Uh, quite a bit in the yeah. it's a little there's a little things about it Rex Scorter referencing it in the Old Testament but obviously it was more of a Messiah but not yeah. a uh, Jesus Christ himself Matthew for example talks about uh, here's a quote uh, Matthew 24 36 but about that day or hour no one knows not even the angels in heaven nor the son but only the father right so he's All talking right. about uh, an earlier quote uh, the first quote from Matthew I brought up clearly was referencing the uh, end of days as well. Yeah. Uh, there's a saying? there's a great there's a great holy roller song that I listen to. I, mm-hmm. I don't know why that uh, Spotify gave me all these holy roller songs, but one of them is called. You um, to I I like them because it's it's. I get it. I don't. It's, oh yeah. It's, it's it's so bizarre to me, and it just, I for some reason I love it. The you know, songs singing about hellfire from the Christian perspective I just find very entertaining. Oh, absolutely. But, uh, they that is a line in it like not even the like it's this lady with like this like midwest accent like not even the father knows yeah like (laughs) are they quoting no one knew what was gonna happen yeah (laughs) you know (laughs) Uh, so the book of revelations was written uh it was also written after the siege of jerusalem and it contains a lot of anger towards rome but it's less specific yeah um uh, it's like believed to be written by a guy named John of Patmos. Uh, yeah. Formerly, I think when they, you know, they were putting together the canon, they thought it was actually Gospel of John John. But yeah. it's yeah, pretty, it was John. Uh, pretty universally believed. That's the thing is, like, uh, the other thing about, like, 
anything I bring up, there's some theologian or historian who disagrees with it. Like all this oh shit yeah. is so it's you could find every you can find something that will discredit every fucking thing I've said this entire every little episode. thing, dude. Every and go ahead and do it. I don't give a shit. Thing, you know what I mean? Like, Johns, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's wait, John the Baptist. Uh, dude, there's, there's a more shit Johns. ton of Johns, man. There's yeah. so many goddamn uh, Johns. Our cat was named John. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. He was the good one. Yeah, I agreed. Uh, John yeah. of Patmos, guys. He was exiled to the island of Patmos, where they believe he re- wrote this. I've heard things about him writing it in a cave, but I think that's made up. Or, uh, or that he got super stoned and wrote it. Yeah, I've heard yeah. that too. I don't know. Yeah, I like. I've that. heard all sorts of stuff. It's just or so bon- such a bonkers him, a story. He starved himself or something. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That may be true. Uh, yeah. He was like fasting and, and saw a vision. It, it it is absolutely written as a criticism of Rome. So you have like. Yeah. It's believed that things like the seven-headed dragon are referencing the seven hills of Rome. Uh, uh, does anyone, you know. by the way, know the seven hills of Rome? No. Fuck no. What uh, do I look I, like? John passing to the left? <laughs> I did enough research for this fucking thing. I'm not Googling what are the seven hills of Rome. Um, okay, let's see. Um, there's, there's, uh, the, there's the... The Bronx, uh, <laughs> Manhattan, Brooklyn, uh, Queens. Queens, Staten Island... Long no. Island and New Jersey. Uh, I, I, I could only remember uh, a couple, uh, to, to be fair. Uh, the, the only couple I could remember were the Capitoline Hill, the Palatine Hill, the Aventine Hill, the, uh, the Esquiline Hill, the Viminial Hill, and the Quirinial Hill. I could only remember two, though. So. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't Those know are it. all the hills of Rome. I guess Palatine, Palpatine. The Palatine, the, Pal- the Palatine, and the the Capiline are like the most important mm-hmm. hills, yeah. I guess. <laughs> uh, the Book of Revelations contains a lot of imagery that you actually has been continued, like a lake of fire, right? Right. Cool. Uh, yeah. That's been brought up in other things, but that very specifically, they he talks about apocalyptically a lake of fire. Brought is, to you uh, by Exxon Mobil. Yeah. Right. Popularly. Yeah. Exactly. Understood from the Book of Revelations, the four four horsemen. That's straight up out of that book. Yeah. That dude just made that up. It he made that. It's up. very because it's fucking badass. It's badass as fuck. He's like talks a lot about horsemen. the Antichrist running shit. Uh, yeah, he's Antichrist playing, is brought up. Uh, he's multiple he's times in the New like Testament. Rich, and he's oh, like, yeah. rock and roll. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, you got Anthony Fauci. He's clearly uh, pestilence or plague, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah. let's see who else we got. Um, I mean, war. What is it good for? Absolutely uh, nothing. I don't know, um, Putin. Like maybe that's any, Putin. At, at any time, at any generation, I could equate the four horsemen to literally any figure that you throw at me. Give yeah. me any year, and I'll, I'll give you four horsemen. That's because people are always dealing with this shit. Well, then, yeah. and there's a lot of money to be made in telling people that the end times are coming. <laughs> you know? well, and there's I, a, would, I would pitch a couple of dates near the end of the 80s, early 90s, but I'm sick of you bashing the cast of Cheers. It's a good show. <laughs> I like it. Chris is indifferent. He's let us know, but mm. I don't understand why you dislike Norm and Ted Danson and the rest of them. Because <laughs> Ted Danson name? clearly rides upon a, hail, uh, a pale horse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Hill well, follows I mean, with him. Hill follows with him. He is the pale horse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Tie into our Wyatt Earp series. Yeah, I mean, 
there's a lot of crazy imagery in that. It, lots of great beasts. Jesus shoots swords out of his mouth. It's pretty fucking rock and roll. Got <laughs> fucking horror Babylon doing all kinds of bullshit. Uh, yeah, she's it's fucking great. Mad Love Max her. Big fan. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, yeah. Uh, can we talk more about shit. Jesus shooting swords out of his mouth? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's their, he shoots swords out of his mouth. It's their Mad Max, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just like that Jesus is like, I don't like believe in violence or anything, and I'm gonna die for everyone's sins. And then when he comes back, he's like, pretty much like a powered like, up sword go, go, go. from Legend of Zelda. Yeah, <laughs> it's like chunk, chunk, oh. chunk. Wait, have well, you, you ever seen this is, Last? This is he was saying that before he got crucified. To have be you, fair, have you ever seen Last Temptation Wait. of Christ? I actually haven't. No. Oh, so there's a part that Willem Dafoe, of course, plays Jesus, mm-hmm. but uh, he goes, "I used to, I used to preach love and understanding." Now I preach with this. And he holds up an axe. Oh, I was hoping it's bad. I just want him to be like, I'm something of a messiah myself. And the sword comes out of his mouth. Don't tell Harry. Yeah. It's like fucking Don't tell Harry. special special makeup effects by fucking He tries to Sabini. shoot a sword at Spider-Man and Spider-Man ducks it and flies around and yeah. stabs him in the gut. <laughs> Like, now we're cooking like, with gas. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a part where it cuts and he goes, "Oh, yeah." Yeah, we all know what side of the 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 uh, war at the end of days Spider Man's going to be on. Oh, well, I'm on Spider Man's side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't know about you guys. Why do you think we're anyway. red? You know. <laughs> yeah. Colors of hell. Badass. Yeah. Speaking of Jesus being kick ass and badass, uh, are you guys? I kind of briefly talked about the idea earlier of the uh, a harrowing of hell. The idea of going into hell and bringing and back taking, people. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you, from, are you how familiar about Jesus doing this? Have you guys heard about this? No. He was in the canon for quite some time. No, so there's, no. There's a, I, I, I always heard that So Jesus just had to simply spend a couple of days in hell to know what it's like is sort of yeah. what I got from I, it. There's a lot of, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of stories about this. Essentially, the sort of... One of the main canons, yeah, they do bring it up that he goes down there, right? Uh, because he's sinful, I assume. I don't know. Uh, I think it's more uh, later on in sort of medieval where it starts to be like he's bringing back. Because essentially what this does, so I'll describe what the idea is. That Jesus yeah, yeah, is crucified yeah. uh, right. on Good Friday ah. and then is resurrected on Easter Sunday. Between that time, he's kicking it in hell and he's actually going down there and he's saving all the people in Limbo, who are essentially, they would be in heaven if they were born before born. Jesus Christ. So we're talking like, you know, you're Abraham. Oh, so they made up a story to deal yeah. with that. It's exactly what it is. So they <laughs> talk about how the, all these guys are actually in Limbo. Not They're not ah, heaven or hell. Okay. And Limbo almost is kind of just like the underworlds we were talking earlier, like the Mesopotamian Greek, all that shit where it just kind of was the, un, it's the land of the dead. Yeah. That's where these people went. Shield, it's, you can even say it is. So it goes down there. It's straight up a retcon to fix continuity errors. Oh. It is. <laughs> That's what There's I mean. a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. There's absolutely a lot of that. And it's still like... By, by the way... They, they, I, they even talk about like... I just think it's funny that, uh, you know, if Jesus were to come back, it's like... Oh, so you're all just wearing a picture of me crucified, huh? That's okay. Hmm. And, and what do you call the day I was crucified on? A good Friday? Okay, Go fuck okay. yourself. Okay, am I in the right place? That's the worst Friday of my life. 
are the Romans still here? <laughs> you know? Well, yeah. And you, you guys yeah. give each other presents on my birthday? Yeah, but I don't yeah, get anything. Bullshit. What the hell? Yeah. So, I mean, Matthew even referenced, you know, the idea of uh, holy people who have died are raised to life, you know? Uh, mm. They came to the tombs after Jesus' resurrection, that kind of thing. Uh, it, it, that isn't saying that Jesus went down to hell and saved them, but it's saying that that happened, right? It's saying that so, he went down to Georgia. He went, yeah. devil went down to Georgia. I mean, Jesus went down to Jesus Georgia. went down to Georgia. Yeah. He was looking for a soul um, to steal. You did see this idea in for a soul to pre, it, like pre-New <laughs> Testament Jewish belief, like as far as like in 100 BC, there's a thing called, a book called uh, The Testament of the Twelve Patriarchs that talks about the Messiah to be going down to the kingdom of uh, Baal, like B-A-A-L, and mm-hmm. yeah. doing the same thing. So this isn't a new story. They're just kind of yeah. picking it. And yeah. Huh. In the third century, <laughs> the teachings of Silvanus and the Gospel of Bartholomew, who referenced these stories and turned them into now being about Jesus, right? So okay. that Messiah yeah. to be, these guys kind of retake that story from the Testament of the Twelve Patriarchs, and they make it, it looks as like, okay, that's when they were talking about the Messiah to be, that, that now is our boy, boy Jesus. And this was kind of yeah, like the now. third century. Yeah. So that's kind of like how they took the plot line from Superman 2 and made it Spider-Man 2, where he, like, loses yeah. his powers, and then, like, and then his will to be the hero is how he gets it back. Yeah, yeah. same thing happens with Jesus, yeah. I'm sure. It's like a crisis, like an existential crisis. It's all part of yeah. the, it's yeah. all part of the uh, you know, collective subconscious, universal. Everyone, everyone the, um, goes through that. Theology, cinematic universe. Yes. <laughs> and uh, just the human being being alive... At any yeah. point in time, universe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in the fifth century, the Gospel of Nicodemus, I hope that's how you pronounced Wait. I didn't look it up. Nicodemus. Okay, yeah. Fifth century, Gospel of Nicodemus, Nicodemus, maybe, uh, specifically talks about the story of the, uh, the harrowing of hell, in which two sons of Simeon the high priest, who have been risen by the dead, are able to watch uh, Jesus going down to hell, battling oh. Satan and his demons. He battles Hades, who as He's death. Still Remember there. we were talking about that? Yeah, like, yeah. Hades so is actually Hades is a, still the, there. What's that? So Hades is still hanging out there. Oh, Hades yeah. is there, dog. Hades is there, yes. <laughs> Hades okay. is down there. He's been down there the whole time. He's just kidding. Yeah, we forgot to get rid of him, to be honest like, with you. Yeah, we, we didn't take it, him out. It, it's... The we'll problem is it's, it's, it's a lifetime job like the um, Supreme Court, except he's immortal. Yeah. They fucked that yeah. up. You can't get rid of him. Oh, I thought yeah. you were going to say, except he's moral. Um, and that's why it was different than the Supreme Court. Well, that is I got, I got, I got yeah, half yeah. of you. I got I half see what of you. you not not the half that's good. Yeah, I see, <laughs> yeah, I see, I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah. And in this story specifically, uh, it talks about the revered figures from the Old Testament being brought back to heaven finally. So Jesus kind of goes down there and saves all the dudes, all the old heroes, the old heroes from the Old Testament Bible. And now these guys get to go to heaven, right? So like yeah. Moses. Yeah. Moses, and, your whole like does the gang. Moses Doesn't yeah. Moses get like a golden key into heaven? Like didn't he part the waves? Didn't he actually talk with the man? Like, yeah. didn't he yeah. actually talk with God? Like, well, no, isn't he just sort of, like, in? Jerry, you can't yeah. get to heaven without the love of Christ. Christ Dear, hadn't gone down to on. earth yet. Come on, Jerry. It's Moses. Yeah. What about Noah? Does Noah yeah. get in? Nobody. He saved everything on this Jerry, planet. Nobody is exempt from cardinal sin, Jerry. Dear Lord. Which actually leads me to it's my next up. point. Yeah. In the... 
late days of the Roman Empire, there's a dude named St. Augustine. Yes. I like to think of him as kind of a reverse Gnostic, in the sense that he actually viewed an inherent good from nature, and suffering itself comes from morality and, more specifically, original sin. Uh, That's a, than it does could. inherent, right? Inherent so, like, sin, as, as yeah. I was saying, the uh, Gnostics were just like, it's all evil, it's all fucked. Augustine. Yeah. He's like, it's all good. Well, Except not exactly. Except the sin. <laughs> quite exactly. <laughs> He's not the quite opposite. the dude. Nature is uh, good. <laughs> he, he looked at Rome, even at the time, even though at, this, at his point in time, Rome had become uh, Christian. You know, they, they still viewed things as like, well, if you're, you're an emperor or, or you're rich, you're rich because... Your div- divinity makes it so, and he's like, "No, that's some bullshit." Essentially, yeah. like he actually like he was like, "Not nah, it's there's all the suffering and all this shit that's happening, and money has nothing to do with it. It's happening because of ori- original sin, and all you can do is try to live a moral and good life and go to heaven, and that's when you'll be uh, right. sort of that. That's when that's where you'll get paradise. That's where you'll achieve fulfillment, uh, not on earth." Right. He's like the king. So, the king's a piece of shit. It's Hogman that we should be down with. Yeah. So Hogman who sleeps in the slop lives a humble life. Sorry, when does <laughs> lives a humble life? Uh, sorry, when when did Saint Augustine exist again? Three fifty four C.E. to four thirty C.E. Okay, fifth 80. century. So Rome isn't over. No, but but it's but it's past. Constantine. He's watching it wane. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he doesn't yeah, I, care for it one bit. Uh, yeah. He he's in Hippo, uh, yeah. in uh, the coast of northern Africa, uh, mm-hmm. tending to all sorts of people. Uh, a bunch of people come in and they they raid his his town and trash it and uh, take destroy everything except his temple and and they because they respected him because they were like mm-hmm. this dude cares about people. A lot of what I was saying about like the idea of some people say that he came up with the term original sin. And then I've also read that it kind of was thought like the term, right. Uh, was thought was mentioned before. So I've kind of heard both. Um, maybe he didn't come up with it. Maybe he made it popular, but it's sort of like the original sin. And I guess I haven't said, I just assume everyone knows it's, it's the eating of the forbidden fruit. It's right. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Yeah, You know, Adam and Eve ejected from the garden of Eden, ejected from paradise. And here on yeah. This happens. Uh, this uh, when I talk about Paradise Lost, it spe- specifically retells the story uh, almost from Satan's point of view, which is going to be super metal and interesting. Well, and it's, it, not to be mistaken with the uh, only Christian gentleman's magazine, Original Skin. There's no nudity <laughs> in it. Um, there's some ankles, uh, some really nice forearms, and uh, a lot of really pretty smiles, ladies. So you know, good job. Dear and, Lord. Uh, I, so he. I, uh, uh, I read it for the passages. Yeah, she's driving he, a motor car. He in his work, The City of God, uh, <laughs> is a quote I like a lot because he talks about he hell being very real, right? And right. your going there is based off your morality. Um, he believed that bapt- baptism alone wouldn't save your soul, but it was necessary. It was just the opening of the, the gate, as it were, right? We're it was sort of like the... It was like the like okay, I'm ready to be forgiven of the original sin. That's what baptism in the name of uh, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ was. Uh, But hell was a very real place, and if you didn't live in the way that you should, you will go there, right? Yeah. I kind of think that like as Rome waned and uh, Christianity kind of took over in the Middle Ages, that I have to think that 
his writings seem to really resonate with people. Yeah. The ideas of the ways that people, like the Romans thought, where it was like f- fulfillment, fulfillment on earth, even even in Christianity, that idea didn't quite go away. It was a very platonic way of thinking, right? Right. Because he didn't view it that way. And in the, as I think that society crumbles apart and everybody's suffering, it's easy to be like, hey, how am I supposed to, there's no way I'm finding fulfillment. It almost feels better to be like, Hey, yeah, life is, sucks. It's hard. It's brutal. Yeah, but it's but not after your fault. This. It is your responsibility, much like mental yeah. illness. Yeah, uh, but it's not your fault. Fulfillment and, isn't meant to happen now, right? And so, to people who li- after yeah. this is going to be great. It's going to be so yeah. good. That's exactly. Just bear with me. You and know, Augustine really, I think, like it almost seems like he's speak like speaking about Christianity all the way till now at this point, right? those ideas are still present, right? And I think that, like I was saying, between, you know, him and, like, when things started to actually kind of, like, like, during this time of Charlemagne, where people were actually starting to build their societies up a little more, it seemed like those were the ideas just bouncing around Europe, and that was kind of it, you know? People are too busy suffering to come up with new ideas, (laughs) you know? Well, you need a reason to, like, you know, be the hog man, you know? You, you, uh, like, you... When you see, like, kings and, and people with money, and that's not most people, and you're mm-hmm. like, I gotta have a reason to keep going, because this is just fucking... And these... Yeah. And, yeah. and, and in even, like, the early Middle Ages, like, and up until... There isn't a lot... We, there isn't a lot of change in the view of hell. Uh, it's just a lot of idea of suffering, gnash, weeping and gnashing of teeth, which well, they were like, I... It's easy to of, imagine that when you're dealing with that in your day-to-day yeah. life. I mean, there's not a lot of changes in in human life you know what mm-hmm. i mean in your day-to-day life you're not well, a lot of really change think, for like, like a really long time you yeah. know i mean wouldn't you say like the biggest thing to it kind of like i think of philosophy and kind of thinking hey maybe we should do things different that exists when people are comfortable yes. it exists at times yeah. of prosperity right, right. it doesn't right. exist when whether you when, have a good deal empire is going to be survival yeah. or death yeah, when, it, when an empire falls away and mm-hmm. what's left is this power vacuum with all of these people trying to yeah. fill it. And you but, just have decades of nonstop war, you know, mm-hmm. and just yeah. it's yeah. it's bad. It's really know? easy to fear God and fear damnation of hell. And like yeah. th- that feels very real to these people. So I think yeah. that being like I said, like the idea of like the Roman idea of finding fulfillment on Earth almost felt impossible to people. Yeah. Right. They couldn't relate oh, yeah. to that. They're like, There's no, no way. this fucking sucks. Yeah. How am I supposed yeah. to enjoy this? So the idea of this um, other guy saying, how am I supposed to enjoy this? Yeah, I, exactly. I just pictured like a guy like sitting in like a pig, like pig pen. And he's like, <laughs> well, it's like, yeah, the hedonists not again. Rome. <laughs> you know, how are you a hedonist in this time period? This time this week. You know? How am I supposed to invent the concept of zero? I'm so hungry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, exactly. I, yeah. That's actually a good point, Tyler, because mm-hmm. the Muslim world was entering a golden age at this yeah. time. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and preserving That's why they the got there first. Stuff. Well, if you remember, this is the time where they fucking burnt down Zoroastrianism, right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but they yeah, kept, I, I brought they that kept up, the libraries but it's like, and, you know, it, in Spain, I mean, at least, that, you know, in Spain, it was, it was amazing, you know. Yeah. Rome may have been falling, but my goodness, you know. Yeah. So, uh, I'm, the Middle Ages, I'm kind of going to gloss over to a degree, but... You know, Hellfire sermons really became popular. You start seeing hell in art, mm-hmm. 
and this is and you know mystery plays would actually show hell as like and humor humorous depictions sometimes which is interesting because you wouldn't think so but i think it's a like it's macabre right, right. dark it's humor a, type it's dark of, humor it's gallows humor like yeah. it's just a way of getting fucking by you know <laughs> and i relate yeah. to that that's a lot of times uh why i like dark humor absolutely um, yeah it's totally certain ideas like yeah. you see certain ideas appearing in art like the jaws of hell where you have know, you like the ma like hell the, being like jaws that are coming down yeah. on people and yeah. i just wonder if that idea comes from the gnashing of teeth that we we ah, uh, read about earlier yeah yeah maybe so i'm like wondering think. if like you know basically we go into this time period where everybody's suffering they read you know, they're probably not reading the Bible. Like, be honest. Those, those are the gnashing teeth, teeth I heard about in the Bible. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> so you see this in artworks, and like, there's some great, like, um, very like early, like m- medieval, like you know the, the the those manuscript things. Yeah. There's a really yeah. uh, where it's like writing and then picture. You know what I'm talking about? Kind of. I'd really like, like to show some of this art, uh, maybe on the Discord. Uh, and yeah. some of it you'll recognize, but some of the earlier totally. stuff. Uh, there's a, actually a story called the. Vision of Tendal, I think, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. And I actually didn't write the name of the original name. It's like, uh, screw it, whatever. It's, it's believed to be written in about 1149 from Tendal himself, talking oh. about how he had a vision of hell, right? Okay. And it's okay. one of those things where, like, so basically in the story, you know, he's a guy, he runs around, he does what he wants, right? Yeah, he lives yes. hedonistically, which is probably not easy, yeah. but he's just fucking and stealing cows and doing whatever cool. the fuck he wants all the time. Sounds and he gets awesome. in an argument with somebody, and he fucking passes out. Uh, maybe he has a stroke. We, they didn't know what strokes were at the time, but it kind of seems yeah. like he's, they're describing a stroke. Like, oh, suddenly. And then his soul, his spirit goes down to hell, and it uh-huh. starts being guided by this angel who comes down here and is, like, basically showing all these... Like, here's all these people suffering, burning on uh, grills and all this shit. The, you see weeping <laughs> you, and, mash, like, and gnashing of teeth. You see yeah. jaws uh, <laughs> and, and, like, fire and brimstone yeah. and all the... Wait, there's wait. so much imagery. It, but, are they, they're like, here's the jaws of hell. They actually take people and put them into crushed cars that they can't get out of. <laughs> well, there's even a part... <laughs> well, the thing is, like, as he's down there, like... And this is different from Dante, because I think Dante saw himself as kind of a little more pure. Uh, but... Like, he's actually yeah. having to live some of these, su- like, sufferings. Like, he's, yeah. the, the angel's like, here you go. And he, like, fucks off. The angel fucks off at one time, and he ends up, like, in the jaws. And he's like, oh, no, no. And then uh, the angel comes back, and he's like, sorry about that. And, you know, I take a leave. Then, I don't know and what then he's the, doing. And then the angel makes him eat, like, tons of donuts and uses yeah. his head as a, a bowling ball. <laughs> yeah. yeah, some of the uh, images the in this. Scenes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is true. I remember that so well because they put that in another episode. It yeah, it was, was in the clip show. There. Yeah. In some of the uh, some of the things he has to do in hell, he has to walk down this like tiny little bridge. This like I think it's like an inch wide. And it's covered in nails, and he has to push a cow down it. You know, ah. and he's like stepping on nails and shit. Uh, and he makes it, and I think the angel like heals him, and then he sees a a uh, giant iron bird eating people and shitting them out. You know, fucking uh, badass. Yeah, Damn. and that actually comes up really soon in a really interesting way. Uh, so. This was so popular in this period of time. It got tr- translated into a ton of languages. People fucking loved it. It's weird because nobody fucking knows about it now, though. Some of those pictures from the manuscript yeah. I kind of recognized. They're very, like, it's an old fucking story. It's very like, much yeah, yeah, heaven yeah, is yeah, real, but it's like the shitty, way darker version. <laughs> Hell <Yeah>. is real. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's, it's very interesting, and it's like, I mean, I haven't read it itself, but I've, you know, read the cliff notes. Yeah. It was in the book I read that talked about this but it's really interesting because yeah. like nobody fucking knows what that 
about no, that story. No, now. no, no. But I, it was I've it, never it heard remained of it. popular. Yeah. So uh, around this time, actually, the church finally now recognized in 1253 the idea of purgatory. Right. Okay. Yeah. Purgatory is basically it's like a a third like a third place in between heaven and hell. Yeah. Where eh, you're a piece of shit, but not that big a piece of shit. Similar to kind of what uh, Plato was talking about or t- talking about Socrates talking about the idea of like going down there, being punished, and then it you know burns away your sin enough that now you can go into heaven. And I think part of the reason they did this is people were like, well, I can't I can't live up to this heaven shit. This yeah. <laughs> you know. It's well, like, like, I'm, I'm going to go to hell anyway. Why am I doing so, this? And it's sort of so a way how, to get people into the church where, like, well, there, yeah, yeah, there is a way. And that's kind of how I view it, where it's so like... So how... Wait a minute. So, so like, how bad is purgatory? Like, like I've, I've heard it described, like, it's just a black pit or something. You got to spend a certain um, amount of time in I mean, there. I think there's a lot of different depictions of it. And, I mean, that's the thing about hell itself, is it's like every author has its own version like spin. of it. Yeah, um, yeah. And it's really not until, like, Milton and Dante that we kind of view a little more specific, but even now, like to this day, you have various depictions of it. Yeah. And, um, yeah. purgatory I mean, even the... more so, I mean, it, and I will get into it, uh, very soon, but like purgatory, that's the basis of Dante's second book after Inferno, right. like second right. part of that story, which I have never read cause I got bored, but I've read Inferno yeah. and it's very interesting, but everyone, yeah, that's the one that everyone I, knows Dante's yeah. Inferno. Then there's, Purgatorio yeah. and Paradiso and yeah, I tried you know. reading Paradiso and uh, failed. Who cares? I failed. Yeah, I did. There's I failed too. Enough, I failed miserably. Uh, but that's the story of heaven and purgatory, and I'm here to tell you the story about hell. Yeah. Uh, in the 14th century, we have what is known as the Black Death, the plague. Again, suffering. Not a lot changes. One interesting thing that really Shit comes sucks. out of here is I think the modern interpretation of the Grim Reaper. Ah, is, yeah. is really comes out at this point. Um, the idea of death as personification has always existed. You know, yeah. and I think even like in the story I was talking about earlier, where like Hades, Jesus goes down, roughs up Hades. He's depicted as sort of the uh, personification of death in a way, even. And then, you know, you had Thanatos in ancient Greece and all this stuff like that's been a common thing. Like but yeah, the personification of these ideas has always existed. Yeah, like uh, death the, is like personified as always just sort of a skeleton face. Yeah, this, you know, and then now the skeleton version with a scythe, you know, yeah, uh, which is badass. The, the horror of the scythes are badass. Yeah, our fans scythes. know about that. Oh yeah, yeah they absolutely. Know how much we love them. Welcome scythes to the scythe This is where you. Were, I mean, yeah, <laughs> death with the scythes was something you already saw at this point, but like the very specific black robes. I mean started to appear at this time. I mean, you'd see other versions. You'd see just a skeleton. You'd see, you know, all kinds of things. But, like, the Black Death kind of helped people put a face to the suffering that they were feeling. Different right. areas had different deaths, you know. Like, some places had a more, uh, like, a female death or whatever. Like, but uh, you what really places had wait, wait, a wait. William Sadler-esque death. What's that? William Sadler-esque. Uh where had a, where had oh, a throughout Europe they were, it was different from place to place. I know like Poland had uh, death. You viewed death as like an old woman, for example. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, and there was the just a crone. Old, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. an old crone. Yeah, yeah. However, as the Renaissance starts to happen, it, it's interesting because again, as people start to suffer less, <laughs> some of the stories become less brutal. Like right. you start seeing hell in art. A lot more. I know we already were talking about seeing it, but like a lot paintings of like the Last Judgment by people like Jan van Eyck and mm-hmm. Hans Memling. Yep. I don't know how to pronounce. Derek Boots is what it looks like. I know that's not right. Yeah. Uh, have all these altered paintings of hell that are like 
beautiful. Well, they look so much better than fucking Homeboy who did the the Temple uh, <laughs> paintings. Whose name was uh, Simon Marmion? I forgot to Marmion. mention that. Marmion. He's the yeah. one who did the in the Tundal story. He, the, oh, he's the yeah. one who did that. I forgot to mention that. Okay. Um, With all that and teeth. at this time, you see our homeboy Peronish Bach. Ah, Peronish Bach. Hieronymus, Sorry, Hieronymus Bosch. Yeah. We see our homeboy Hieronymus Bosch, uh, yeah, who has. Yeah. I mean, I, a lot of people know Bosch. Uh, he's awesome, and he's his great. stuff is fucking brutal great and metal. Show. And I love it. It's on uh, uh, Amazon but, Prime. He's always going to get his man. <laughs> <laughs> different show so Titus Welliver does uh, it again but my point Great is in art you're seeing beautiful yeah. if not brutal fusion like giant depictions of hell like well that that Bosch painting I mean like he's making a very real statement like it's whimsical mm-hmm. to us but like he oh yeah he, like mm-hmm. he's making metaphorical like statements and like hell is very real to him you know yeah and they're showing and all these guys are showing it as uh these like landscapes of very real places, tons yeah. of people being torn apart by demons and all this shit that well, fire and brimstone ways. and cr- these craggly rocks we were talking about. A lot of the, I, the imagery I, that you were talking at the beginning, yeah. like you see this in art now, I, right? I, yeah, I, I gotta think that like so much of what we think of hell is uh, like now is like defined mm-hmm. by well this time period. I'm like actually I'm, I'm actually going back a little bit here, but like this time period is kind of exactly it. It's the you know the uh, 14th 15th century where you really see specific depictions of it and there's nowhere where it gets more specific than dante's inferno uh right yeah dante uh lived 1265 to 1321 and he wrote what is i've mentioned this before but what is called the divine comedy which is a series it's three main stories which actually are divided into three parts and three like it's a lot of threes divided down Yeah. Uh, the first of those main three are, are the Inferno, which yep. really has the first time we've had such a specific and like geological description of hell. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's very yeah. specific. And it, oh, it, yeah. so much of what we think of now, like the, the nine circles of hell come straight out of this. And oh, yeah. he brings a lot of the old. I like, like I like how, like, you know, the Bible never says anything about this, but like it's almost like after Dante writes this book, it's like, oh, yeah, that's canon. Put that kind in of. There. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, it, but the funny yeah, thing yeah, is, and I'll get to this about how hell is viewed after this. But like, you know, I'm I'm not going to get into. I'm not going to tell you the story of Dante's Inferno. Like, uh, yeah, go he, read it. it it's fucking rad. It's yeah. Uh, you know, you can watch YouTube videos that that will explain you know, it or whatever. Explain it. it There's a lot of imagery that's really cool. But you see a lot. Uh, and one of the thing is like these old Greek and Roman stories start becoming really popular again. And he was also a huge fan of Virgil, which you're going to see who I mentioned earlier, who wrote the Aeneid, but his, his book has all these characters in it that I mentioned earlier and all these ideas. But first I'm, I'm just going to say that like you had your, he, the way he would describe like hell, where it'd be like, you had very, the very specific circles and he would, you know, you'd cross into this circle and then he'd be in, you know, cross, have to cross the river. And like, it's a whole story of him going down and very specifically meeting all these people, demons and the minotaur and all these Greek creatures from like, especially like Greek and Roman mythology are in this story, you know, creature from the black lagoon. But the thing is similar to, <laughs> what we're, yeah, the wolf man, uh, yeah, he's, Dracula, he's your girlfriend. Dracula's he's there. in love with him. 
Yeah. Um, There's like two Draculas. The funny thing is, like, this whole thing is really just a story about him ranting and raving about his political enemies. Oh, yeah. Because he's from Florence, right? And in the late 13th century, Florence had a lot of, like, political upheavals. And there became, after a short war, there became two kind of main groups, the White Guelphs and the Black Guelphs. And the Black Guelphs wanted to be, have more connection to the Pope and let the Pope get in the mix. And the White Guelphs wanted more freedom from Rome and have less to see what the Popes and the, and the Emperor yeah. had to say. Uh, Rome gets involved and obviously the Black Guelphs, you know, went out and the White Guelphs, which Dante was one of, get uh, exiled. So he wrote all yeah. this in exile, just mad as hell, you know. Yeah. Uh, he puts He's political enemies shit. in hell in his story. Yeah, like all of I'm not going to get into all the specifics of that, but like he's meeting up, running into political enemies. There's a yeah. part where he kicks one in the face and doesn't apologize. It's pretty we, great. We have no idea who these people are either, but he mm-hmm. does. And like, it's so funny because like history doesn't really remember their name, except for we know that Dante hated them, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, yeah. because they're yeah, yeah, in, yeah. That's in exactly the Inferno. Right. Um, <laughs> I mean, the Pope at the time, uh, he hated a lot. But like there's a point where he meets an old Pope, uh, Pope Nicholas the third who is in the eighth circle of hell for, uh, you know, fraud and, and misusing the uh, church and stuff. So, uh, I mean, just brief, like, outside of the, uh, the, the in the nine circles, remember how I was saying, like, everything is seems to be divided into threes? Even the yeah. nine circles are sort of separated into three different parts. Yeah. Like, the yeah. first few are sort of, like, like physical sins, your gluttony, your, right. you know, whatever. They don't, not specifically seven <laughs> deadly sins. What did yeah. you say? Jaywalking. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be in fraud. Leaving that'd be treachery. Leaving uh, the middle one on the is microwave. sort of like violence and her- heresy. And the yeah. last one is fraud and treachery, right? Uh, betrayal. Yeah. So it's like those three categories. And he kind of got them from the ideas of the main sort of uh, things you don't do by Aristotle. Those yeah. kind of ways of thinking. Uh, he adds a lot to That's it. That's the name like, of his book. And Aristotle's <laughs> on the front, like, pointing at it and, yeah. like, laughing. There's a lot of Aristotle for this. Do do. I just know that. <laughs> he's pointing towards the lake of fire. Like, yeah, he's like, like, check it out. I mean, he briefly <laughs> used that, the idea of, like, the categorizing of... Uh, oh, um, my God. Impure behavior, I think. They didn't really think yeah. of sin in the same way that these people no. do. But, no. uh, like, added heresy to violence. And even in violence, like, uh, they separate, like, violence into... In the seventh circle, violence is separated into violence against others, violence against yourself, i.e. suicide, and then yeah. violence against God and nature. And in God, in that, they have your sodomites, right? Because that's wow. against nature as far as they're concerned, which I think yeah. is interesting because actually in this moment is the first time he meets to, he meets a friend who I guess he was like put in hell because he was a sodomite, right? Oh, oh well. And the, oh, and the, Wait, who is he able sodomizing? To Let's be real yeah. here. <laughs> you're never able to, yeah, maybe. Uh, probably, I mean... There's always been gay people. That's not. Yeah, uh, maybe he was just sodomizing somebody who wanted to be sodomized. Yeah, he's gonna go to hell for that. Not on my watch. Well, Dante's like he's a friend of mine, but he's here, and we all know why. You know, like that's basically uh, what he's saying by doing that. And it's like mm -hmm. that's kind of fucked up. Shouldn't have got that remote stuck in the couch cushions. (laughs) All the uh, all the a lot of the Greek ideas that I brought up earlier, Cerberus River, all the rivers I brought up, the Minotaurs down there, giants that fought uh, Zeus are down there. A lot of Greek heroes, Theseus, Jason, Odysseus, Diomedes are all in hell. Um, Though he does kind of view Trojan heroes, they're all in limbo because uh, he loves the Aeneid. 
and Virgil also lives there. But he puts a lot of popes and or not popes, sorry, he doesn't. Uh, he puts a lot of poets in uh-huh. the limbo at the beginning of hell. Which also, even in this, he talks about how, like, all the, you know, your Moses and shit, they're not there because they've been brought to heaven by the harrowing of hell, right? Ah, yeah. So okay. the ones that are there, like, a lot of the heroes in the Trojan War that were on the side of Troy are there, like Hector and that, uh, that those guys are there. Uh, yeah. Ach- yeah. Because he, Achilles is in hell. Uh, he's oh, down, he's well. down deep. He's a bad, he's a bad guy because he was a Greek. But oh, the Aeonid yeah, is essentially, call. if you remember, I said it was about a Trojan that goes to Italy and kind yeah, of yeah. his descendants uh, create Rome. So he kind of views the Trojans as proto-Italians. So he kind of views them favorably. Huh. Puts them huh. all in uh, limbo. That's interesting. Uh, I, I guess I just never really thought about it, you know, in that way. Like, yeah, no, but that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd I mean, like he thought it that way. If yeah. Theseus is in hell, are they like pulling him apart and then using different body parts to make him? And they're like, is he still <laughs> Theseus? And he's like, no! <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah. I, there's very specific punishments and where all these people are. Medusa shows yeah. up at some yeah, point. I, re- I remember that kind of stuff about that book. Like, you know, all just all the mm-hmm. crazy shit. Like, you know, all yeah, the crazy I mean, shit they see. I, and, like, there's so much I can get punished. into there, but I'm, you know, the city yeah. of Dece is like the city of hell. You know, all this shit. Uh, yeah. And at the ninth circle, we're uh, virgin. Did I? Fucking bring up that he's getting being guided by Virgil, the poet, this yeah, whole time. Yeah, I may have no, forgot to yeah. mention that. No, no, um, you did. You did. Okay, Virgil uh, guides him down at the ninth circle. Is is frozen lake of uh, that has all the the true traitors, right? The treacherous, and uh, the center is uh, Satan himself, and he's this giant beast with wings and three heads, and the three heads are chewing chewing on like Brutus and uh, Cassius, Cassius, Cassius Longinus, and uh, Judas Iscariot. Yeah. And kind of showing them as the, like, because this dude's Italian, so he's like, well, you know, like, the people who betrayed Caesar uh, are bad guys, right? So it's very, very telling about who he thinks are good people and bad people. It's like the Ready Player One of its time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Put all the guys, put all the most important guys in here. They're all going to have cameos. They're going to show up and wave. Yeah. Maybe they'll be in the big fight at the end. They end up climbing down Satan's legs, and at some point, uh, Virgil has to turn around and start climbing almost upside down. He's like, because it's the center of the earth, right? Yeah. So, of course, they believed it was, and he describes that hell, you know, being on this, like, um, crater is the place, hell was exists from when God threw Lucifer down to earth, and he created yeah. this crater where he is to this day at this center of hell and like they you know, cover it over super dragon ball he blasted him with a kamehameha he like killed and, all uh, the him so hard you know the, he goes go kablam you know like creates this create yeah. like super crater in the yeah. yeah and vegeta's there it's great so he describes like that's and when they're flipping around they recall that the center of the universe right because of course they viewed earth as the center of the universe for the center of the earth would be the center of the universe right yeah yeah. So then they climb down, or now up, and they f- they as they climb to the other side, which they just now walk through the entire Earth. So and and by the way, he describes sizes too. He talks about yeah. how deep it is, like very specifically, like like yeah. ma- like measurements, right? Well, yeah. you know, uh, I didn't write any of them down because it's clear he has no fucking idea how big the Earth is. Well, the devil is in the details. There you go. <sighs> Maybe nice. that's where it comes from. It's very detailed. Yeah. Uh, and then on the other side of the earth is the mountain of uh, purgatory. And that's uh, where pur- purgatorio is about and where 
you know, your sort of sinners are getting punished according to the seven deadly sins. They have to, to wait go to heaven, right? And I'm not going to get yeah. into that because, again, we're not talking about purgatorial. But the river yeah. Lethe that I talked about flows from that river. So ah, there's yeah. where you're kind of that sort of ability to forget river. Uh, just that uh, sounds so much easier play. than any of it. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, yeah, I was just in purgatory, but I'm just going to drink uh, out of this river and just uh, forget about Chillax. my sorrows. Yeah. Just, uh, well, I think Dante's Inferno was... How did I get so cut up? I don't know. Not enormously I, popular. Honestly, right? I'll tell you. And yeah. th- again, this was before... Uh, I, I, I wanted to go into great detail, but like this is before Hieronymus Bosch and stuff. So yeah. you really saw it in art a lot after this. Like... Yeah, once making you it kind a of give physical, words to it. like, very strongly described place. Not only, it, but in a weird way, but also made it seem more fictional in a weird way. Yeah. Uh, of well, course, they believed in hell. And of course, like they considered a lot of this canon. But yeah. they, it really, like, people were perf- became perfectly comfortable having hell in their, in their art and stories and things like that. Like, it became almost fashionable to do so, in a way. One thing, one thing that I noticed, like pretty early on, when when you were kind of talking about these first depictions, uh, somebody like without a point of reference, with zero outside of the real world, things that they saw with their own eyes or things that were described to them, had to come up with all of this shit. Well, it's like similar so, to. I mean, there's so many elements there that he didn't come up with, but many he did, and he kind of just put a lot of these ideas into one spot. And kind of, like I said, just created this sort of physical blueprint of hell. Well, yeah, I mean, um, and I, well, but I mean, it's kind of standing on the shoulders of giants, you know, it's it, yeah. it, all he took all these little pieces. But like each each even each piece, somebody like without any point of reference, even like, uh, you know, like uh, um, like even in, in, in like the reference to Tundale, where, you know, maybe he had a stroke, maybe he had a vision of hell. He was able to essentially uh, visualize something that, like, nobody had ever seen before, didn't really have a mm-hmm. point of reference for, and put it into, like, really, really concrete terms. And um, to me, like, you know, even if we do our spin on hell, right? we're either rejecting all, all, all previously conceived, like, kind of, like, artistic flourishes, or we're doing our own riff on it. And there's exactly. no in between because it yeah. it all exists, right? Yeah, exactly. no, I think that's. I mean, and I don't even think that story of Tundale, like the. I think the ideas of the jaws of the underworld, a lot of the things he described, kind of were just ideas floating around at the time. Um, yeah, that story is supposed to be like the dude Tundale told the Irish monk himself, and the Irish monk wrote it down. If that's true, then like it's almost like confirmation bias, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. All right, so after the Reformation had fractured Christianity in the 16th century, obviously starting with, like, Martin Luther and all that, the beginning of Protestantism, uh, ideas started to be able to kind of appear outside of the church's canon, right? Right. So you had, like, we were talking about, like, uh, people liked Dante's Inferno, so they're like, okay, that's canon, right? Because it either is canon or it's fucking heretical is pretty much how people viewed anything. (laughs) But now, with people being like, hey, you have your own interpretation now, a a lot more than having sort of an empire-based fucking religion. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Um, There's things about the Bible I like and things I don't. Yeah, and I have to believe, like, 
I could read. You know, it I mean, at this now. time, uh, <laughs> certain people like there were. I mean, there were people even like after the uh, Inquisition who looked at that and they were like, maybe we're, this is fucked up. Maybe we need some some change. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and again, it's like times of suffering. Not a lot changes, but a lot changes during the Reformation. And uh, right. This isn't the story about the Reformation. This isn't right. a story about Protestantism. This is a story about hell. So now I'm going to tell you about a guy who was born in 1608 named John Milton. Ah, uh, yes. Now, an interesting thing about John Milton is he was actually uh, a, a supporter of freedom of speech and a freedom and freedom of the press. And he was kind of he was against the monarchy. And it's what you badass. kind of see in his story, which I'm going to get into, uh, Paradise Lost. Uh, is you can kind of see that. Like, the fact that he actually takes Lu Lucifer slash Satan in a kind of um, sympathetic way, yeah. that's something you'd never see before. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, it's beautifully written. I've I've read most of it. It's, uh, it's, it's recent enough that they don't generally need to translate it, but also very difficult to read. Right. <laughs> kind of like Shakespeare in that way. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, it's kind of written in that way. Yeah. It very much is. And not... Yeah. not too dissimilar time. Though I do think, yeah. like, it's interesting, like, the ideas of freedom of speech, freedom of press, uh, rejection of the uh, uh, monarchy are very Enlightenment ideas. Uh, and this is kind of like, <laughs> he's kind of a little bit before that. But these yes, ideas, definitely. you can see, are bouncing around, right? Yeah. So, in Paradise Lost, Paradise Lost is kind of the story of Adam and Eve as told, or by Satan, sort of. It follows him and follows his journey. He's the main character, yeah. He is yeah. the main character. Absolutely yeah. he is. Satan or Lucifer in the story as uh, he's basically he's thrown out of heaven for rejecting God and there's a giant battle and they lose. And they say that one third of the angels all rejected and they followed uh, Satan who thought he was greater and better than all of them. And, and at the time, Lucifer, he was like the most beautiful of all of. Uh, I was going to say, uh, isn't God's wasn't, angels. Yeah. Wasn't Lucifer the, the morning star just like fucking hot? Like, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of these ideas, I, a lot of ide modern ideas of Lucifer, specifically the fallen angel, the, the beautiful fallen angel who rejected uh, Satan, though those ideas have always been rejected there. God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Rejected God. Sorry. <laughs> That's and, the same thing. It's because, like, like, he's like, no, we need to give them well, knowledge. It's like, like, you like, want them yeah. to, to remain ignorant, you know? In, in, in like, Sandman, for example, like, Neil Gaiman is a directly references Milton many times, right? Like yeah. the better to ser to reign in he heaven than to serve in hell. He's mentioned yeah. it's also, kind of a also, famous quote. Also, Nick Cave. Yeah, Constantly. yeah. Nick Cave is way into this kind of shit. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, I'm a big. You know, I'm a big Nick Cave fan. So he gets thrown into hell, and and it describes hell too. Like, and I even think they use the word Tartarus again. Uh, all the demons awake, and they look. They're like, oh, we've turned into horrible monsters rather than our are beautiful angelic forms, right? So they're demonic yeah. now, right? And this feels yeah. so much more like, almost like cinematic than yeah. we've heard previous things, where it's like, you can also, you could make this into a movie. It wouldn't be like, oh yeah. no, look at us. We're monstrous they creatures. Tried, and it didn't happen. I, it's too problematic, I think. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't think so. Who gives a shit? But <laughs> yeah. uh, So they, they go to hell and they build their fortress in hell, and that's called pandemonium, which means all demons, essentially. Yeah. Uh, Right, so they have this fortress in hell. That's where the word pandemonium comes from. It's awesome. John Milton. Yeah, and they have a council, and they all talk, and it, it describes specific demons. A lot of these were, you know, people believed in these demons. Uh, 
as at one point as gods, and they're still using them by name at this point. Like, and there's this discussion where you have Moloch who wants open warfare, Belial yeah. who thinks things would be worse if they attacked heaven again, and he wants to wait and see. You know, yeah. Mammon calls for building hell up into a kingdom as great as heaven. This is all what I wrote okay. here. Oh, sorry. Beelzebub tells them that he's heard God's secret little plan of building earth and creating new beings that he'll love even more than angels. And if we were to go to earth and corrupt these fucking dickheads, that would be a great way of getting revenge on God. And everyone's like, yeah. yes, yes, that's a fucking great idea. They also like the idea of building up hell, too. Yeah. So they're like, let's do that. We'll make we'll, hell into a kingdom of our own. Two, both planes. Thanks, yeah. Steve. Okay. Yeah. But we really like this fucking... Yeah, it's a corporate. Uh, it's a corporate office. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, imagine <laughs> like that. But remember that they're in demonic form. So yeah. picture Satan as a demonic yeah. being, and the you know, I mean, there's I great images of like Beelzebub is this like the Lord of Flies. And I guess that's Moloch. What, it, what what your preface is going to hell is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. You know, is yeah, that. pretty much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're, but they're all in on a conference. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you got Asmodeus or whatever. He's on a yeah. conference call with Moloch and the rest of them yeah. talking yeah. about corporate strategy. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Satan's, Satan's like, you know what? Thing. I'm going to find this earth place. I'm going to find it. They don't know where it is because it, the it's cosmos is mostly chaos and chaos in the sort of ancient Greek terms where it's like nothingness and also everything. Like it, there's nothing has been made out there. It's just chaos and nothing and everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. It sounds uh, like they, somebody kinda... who doesn't know what they're talking about trying to describe everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? I don't know how to describe it if that didn't make sense well, to you because it doesn't make any fucking sense. Oh, to to totally. Know? Yeah. It's Imagine like, the, big, uh, the inside of the Big Bang before the Big Bang. The oh, yeah. opposite no. of order. Well, I, I would be one of those people that didn't know anything about it, trying to describe everything about it. You know? There's nothing to know. It doesn't make any fucking sense. That's why it's called Chaos Jerry. <laughs> There's, There's no reason or order. Paths. Yeah. So he passes. He 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 finds his way out of hell, and he you know he finds these gates, and there's like fucking I don't know like nine gates or something. I don't really who cares. It describes parts there's of hell, of and then he meets these two people, these two beings, and their names are Sin and Death. Cool. And they're like, you yeah. don't remember us? We're your children. And in the act of and he's like, rebel oh shit. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> weird because he's like in the act of rebelling against uh, God, he gave birth to sin and he impregnated sin and she gave birth to death or he, he I, I don't fucking so now you got sin and yeah. death two personifications of these ideas satan's children created by his actions they they have a key and they're like all right we'll let you out we'll let you out of hell and that's yeah. the you know they let him out uh so he travels further and he meets the personification of chaos in the chaos and yeah. uh and night the personification of night and he's like, hey, guys, I'm going to fuck up shit. I'm going to go to Earth, and I'm going to corrupt these people. Chaos is like, I love chaos. That's like my main thing. Sign me yeah. up. Hell yeah. yeah wild it's card, over there. Baby. He guides them this way. <laughs> Meanwhile, what'd you say? I said a wild, wild card, card, baby. Wild card, bitches. <laughs> yeah. He's played by Charlie Day in the movie. Yeah, exactly. Well, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Satan obviously played by Glenn Howard. In. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, he's the most beautiful. I yeah. am a golden god. Yeah. Look at the light he gives off. <laughs> so while he's going to Earth, uh, sin and death build a bridge between hell and Earth so you can travel it easily and corrupt everybody, right? Yeah. So here's where, like, Genesis comes in. Satan travels to Earth, finds the right. Garden of Eden, he tricks Eve into eating the forbidden fruit. 
Adam eats the fruit as well, so they can be cast out together. They get cast out of paradise, and then Christ is like, I know how to fix this. I'll get crucified one day. And that makes a lot of sense to me, but I don't know about you guys. Well, sac- <laughs> right, sacrificing... Like, well, like the like the point was like he's sacrificing what I mean, himself if, for if like all of humanity. If he is sacrificing himself for original sin, why does we have to worry about original sin? Anymore? Exactly. Why is it still around then? If so Christians are listening to this, it, having a hundred problem, ranting and raving, being like, yeah, what? Like, no, you don't get it. If Christ, Christ it. did it, I'm, if Christ I'm, did it, then it then it won't matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then it's fine. Then, like, are then we? What did he, he do? Sacrifice means nothing. If if he I don't sacrifice, so I can eat a foot-long meatball sub and masturbate in a mirrorless room. So no one will judge me. He died uh, for that. That's what no. he... he so we can sin all we want. Yeah. If, if, <laughs> you know, read, if you read Dante's Inferno, you I'm will saying. be judged for that by Minos. Uh, mm, uh, not the Minotaur, but they are technically related. Not King Minos, right? No, it is. Yeah, it is yeah, King Minos. Yeah, he's the wow. it's, it's, actually it's, it's, in Greek mythology. He is one of the once he dies. I think I in didn't bathtub. know that. What? I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't no, know what uh, happened. There's to three. Episode. There's three uh, judges <laughs> in the underworld. One of them is Minos, and huh. he brings Minos into the yeah. And I think he's huh. like a twisted creature of like he you know probably yeah. punished, traded punished by his uh, ass. Uh, the guy made Spawn, you know. Oh, oh no, yeah, Todd uh, McFarlane. Oh, uh, Todd McFarlane. Yeah. Oh wait, Daedalus. I thought Daedalus made Spawn. Daedalus is probably in it in the limbo, actually. Oh yeah. I don't remember. I didn't. I, you can find. You, you can read the fucking book yourself. How about that? Yeah. He's like, I'm making all these cool <laughs> new inventions to torture people. They shoot you right next to the sun, and then your wings melt, and you fall back down to the ground. Yes, I do it on purpose now. I mean, that is that is another story of like you know it falling like actually the idea of like falling in flames. Uh, it's a similar Icarus huh. Satan. You know, it it happens again and again. You see I, these ideas over and over, and I think it's kind of like I don't really believe in the I don't believe in the uh, Jungian you know uh, collective subconscious or any of that no. i just think that people hear the same stories and you know, just do the same things well i think people when they're always Zeus looking turn they're himself always... into a bowl and fuck uh minos's wife and then uh she gave birth to no, the minotaur yeah. and he Very was like close. oh no Very and then so he got to daedalus that. to build the maze to put him in all of that's correct, except this is one time where he, he was, like, spurned by Minos' wife, Zeus, so he made yeah. her fall in love, I think it was Zeus, fall in love with his prized bull. That's yeah. what it was. So it was a that's real That's what it was. Okay. Though he turned the, himself into shit and raped women all the time. He's but, a real... But the real story... He's a bad dude. But the yeah. real story is that they had, a tragically, a deformed child, and Minos that couldn't love... That might be true. Minos couldn't love his own son, and that's why the the Minotaur is one of the few uh, Greek you know creatures that has a animal head and a human body. Most of them have a human head or human features and an animal body of some kind. Oh yeah. So so that's what really he did what he did is he told everyone that to s- save his own reputation, he told everyone that his wife fucked a bull. Mm-hmm. And that it's her fault that his son came out all deformed like this. But he couldn't kill his own son, so he hid him in a maze where he he could go in there and feed his son and sort of love his son because he couldn't kill him. But this is uh, very everyone, but, but this everyone is also was speculation, like, but right? everyone, oh, total speculation. <laughs> yeah. But everyone was like, 
there's a monster in there and like the fucking bro of the day, like frat boy, what, Theseus? Uh, Perseus. Yeah. No, Theseus. Theseus. Was it, it was Theseus? Theseus. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Theseus is like, oh, I'm going to fucking do it, bro. And he goes in there and he cuts his head off and he brings it out and everyone fucking claps. Do you remember? And through it- tears, King Ma- Minos applauds the- the- Theseus. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, that's what That's happened. my version of that story. I actually don't... I don't even think that... That even close to the story actually happened. <laughs> no. So maybe not. a king had a deformed son, and it kind of went from there. Just to add to the tragic mythology before we get back on topic... The, the Minotaur is a really sad story. Can the yeah. maze that he built be based off the activity placemat that him and the Minotaur would uh, <laughs> share when they went to Denny's? In the modern retelling? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And only the two of them understand the the dark irony of the fact that he's in mm-hmm. the center of the maze. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like Batman. I can't remember why. <laughs> I know that he ended up tra- trapping Daedalus and his son Icarus in the maze and they created the things to fly out. He's like, "Don't fly too close to the sun." Uh, I mean, it wasn't it under how did, was there a window they fucking flew out of? I don't fucking know. I don't know. And his son was like, "Fuck you, dad." And then he's like, "Fuck you, dad. I'm going to fly as close." And that's a story about pride. Yeah. Which so is this Lucifer story. Yeah. Uh, and that's why every year during Pride, we have to, uh, all of our LGBTQ plus friends, we have to say, hey, don't fly too close to the sun. That's what this <laughs> month is really about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think that's the meaning. <laughs> it's exact opposite. I feel like anybody with a sense of humor would be able to see the comic timing of that. I think anybody is clearly not true. <laughs> I think anybody, unless this is the credit, first yeah. episode they've ever listened to yeah. and they made it this far into it, this episode. Yeah. Like, I don't know about Unoffended. these guys. Yeah. 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 And also, I don't even have Twitter, so take your best shot. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to get doxxed. Just the next day, I'm like fired. You're just totally gone. Yeah. It was a joke, guys. It was a fucking joke. You got joke. canceled. Anyway. Yeah. 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 Uh, um, turns out I got canceled. I'm a regular so Harvey Weinstein. Gang. Yeah. <laughs> the end of Paradise Lost, which, yes, I'm still talking about. Essentially, the idea is with the bridge, sin and death now are able to live on Earth until Judgment Day. And they, you know, that's where sin and death, you know, us dying and shit comes from. But returning to Pandemonium. Uh, Satan finds that all his fellow fallen angels have been turned into snakes and hell is filled with trees that have fruit that turn to ash when you eat it. And uh, that's the end of the story. Cool. Yeah. It's a it's a pretty gnarly book. Um, If you've never read it. There's a lot in the middle there that I brought. Like the the point where he gets to. It's pretty cool. Earth and the point where he goes back is actually yeah. most of the book. I really gloss over that, because, again, this isn't a story about the Garden of Eden yeah. episode. Yeah. yeah. In the 18th century, you had your... People started to think about reason over religion in a lot of ways. Your thinkers... This is called the Enlightenment, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're familiar with this, uh, because... Yeah. Uh, You're Alf Claudun. <laughs> a lot of our... Uh, uh, people who wrote or created our country were this kind of thinkers, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the, one of the biggest differences is between thinkers of this time is a lot, did, almost everyone up until this point in history tried to use scripture to basically, like, align that with their beliefs, right? right? So I think they, people would be like, well, I believe this, and I'm going to interpret these parts of the Bible 
or whatever. Yeah. And bing, bing, to boom, just I'm that. justified. Yeah. yeah. In the Enlightenment, you didn't see that anymore. What you were yeah. seeing was just outright decrying and being like, ah, this is superstition. And yeah. you, you having that be kind of like forefront was very new. Yeah, right? and this idea of like having things like constitutions, this mm-hmm. idea of a man's law governing other man rather mm-hmm. than God's law governing man. Well, it was saying, know, like, that was a new thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Freedom of uh, speech, freedom of press, rejection of the monarchy are very enlightened ideas. And I, like yeah. I said, uh, John Milton subscribed to those ideas. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, he, he was alive at the beginning of kind of where the Enlightenment started. So you can see how uh, people started thinking that way. And I actually think it's interesting because this follows like this, you know, couple hundred year time period after the Reformation where I think people were just fucking tired of religion. You know, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, like, well, I have to think that because well, like, I think I after... think they kept, you know, for a long time, they kept like looking up at these like aristocratic people. And more often than not, there was also the clergy where, right. like you guys aren't doing anything either. Mm-hmm. And you're getting most of the land and most of like the money and shit. Like, how mm-hmm. come life is miserable for me, but it's not you? You know what I mean? Yeah, and they're like, guys, guys, guys. Yeah, exactly. Uh, It was a real real try to look towards reason over, like, tradition, religion, and try to understand how... Earthly reason, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I I kind of guess it's my own bias to call reason earthly reason to begin with. But but Uh, that's kind of what it was. Like, when mm -hmm. they talked about reason, they were talking about earthly things. They were talking about, like, things you could see, you know? mm -hmm. Your your Immanuel Kant's of the world... Oh, you exactly. Know, I mean, talk about that. Uh, Voltaire, for example, like Voltaire. he he talked about the idea of hell as being almost absurd, and he's talking about oh. he's like, dude, that I, he straight up says he's like that idea came from the Egyptians and the Greeks and shit, and he's like, yeah. I don't even think your early Jewish people believed in that, right? He's straight yeah. up saying what I'm saying this whole time, yeah. you yeah. know. He's like, they were like, so what? You steal one fucking lamb and you go to hell? That's ridiculous, you know? Right, right. Uh, <laughs> and that, I mean, Voltaire talks about that, uh, you yeah. know. Um, I thought this was really. I'm going to read in the dictionary of Samuel Johnson. Can I read to you the the the, uh, the definition of hell? Yes. Go for read this to you. Yes. Hell, pronounced hell, obviously. Saxon. One, a place of the devil and wicked souls. Two, a place of separate souls, whether good or bad. Three, temporal death. Four, a place at a running play to which those are caught and carried. I don't understand what that means. Five, the place in which a tailor throws his threads. A place where tailor throws... I'm just telling you what it says. That's Six? oddly, oddly... Maybe they like, used it in that time period, right? Well, like, that's maybe odd, it was kind like, of like... like a, this idea of, like, the fates cutting the string on, like, the spinning wheel. Well, maybe. And, like, yeah. that thing. I thought it was like, more like where, where at work when I would joke. The string. Like, I would I talk know, to my like friend, life. Uh, I don't know. and we'd be like, oh, throw that in the trash from whence it came. Like, you're just joking around. Like, throw that into hell. You know? Maybe that's what... Six... The infernal powers, and seven, and this is the most telling, it is used in composition by old writers more than the modern. <laughs> That's is, pretty good. It is used, say that again. It is used in composition by old writers more than the modern. Huh. Like he's straight up being like, this is archaic. He's right? like, yeah, it's, it's boomer archaic memes. shit. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're like, we're, well, and I think that, as I was saying earlier, is like the generation, like multiple generations this before anymore. this, we're dealing with so much. We're fighting over religion because of the Reformation 
that yeah. I just think after generations and you started seeing a little more progress and then like comfort, as I was saying, like progress comes with comfort, you had people rethinking these ideas and you had a generation of people who were like, what the fuck are we fighting about that for? We're fighting right. over superstition? This is stupid, right? Yeah. yeah. That being said, during this time period, there, outside of Enlightenment uh, writers and philosophers in the 18th century, most people who weren't engaging in this kind of thought, right? These right. weren't your writers and stuff. You don't, we, no. these guys don't have books, but they still yeah. believed in hell in a, as a very real place, right? Okay. Well, well yeah, and, Catholicism and, and, and remember, still first hell. Remember that, like, not all of Europe was totally touched in an indelible way by the Enlightenment. You know well, what I mean? I think a lot of these people Germany were London this, Well, Germany had this, yeah, and Germany had this push and pull. Russia yeah. never really saw it. Ever, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, well, there's a lot of reasons. Educated yeah. people at that yeah. specific point in time. The Ottomans well, never saw it, but but I think you know, that, it spread uh, through it spread through Europe, you know, like with Napoleon, right? But but it, it goes to show, like, you know, who was fighting religious wars and who wasn't fighting re mm -hmm. religious wars, sort of pre and post the Enlightenment. It's an interesting thing to think about. Yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely. So what I'm saying is, like, you, like Catholicism still actually, they very much believed in it, as hell as a real place. Puritans and Quakers as well, well oh, yeah. who brought oh. this idea to the United States. And during this period of time, you saw this sort of, like, evangelical, which is a very specifically American idea, revival, the revivalism spreading across the colonies. Mm -hmm. um, at this exact time, you, uh, and I think part of the reason uh, certain elements of en Enlightenment thinking exist so much in the United States is that the people who run and shit, you know, I mean, Benjamin Franklin and Thomas Jefferson hung out in Paris all the time. They were big-time Enlightenment thinkers, right? Totally. Yeah. And you don't yeah. really, I mean, they were sort of the original, like, church versus state kind of guys. Like, Well, and they were, like, they were Protestant, too, yeah. and, which, which yeah. is a big thing, you know what I mean? In, in the way that they were enlightened, you know, enlightenment thinkers, because, mm -hmm. I mean, what does Protestant lend itself to? You know, basically, I can interpret things. I'm my own person. I can well, read the Bible myself. Well, would you almost call these guys, and I think it can find a, it in many ways can fit with under the realm of uh, Protestantism because you don't have a, you don't have to have a church telling you what to do. Right. There's an uh, individualistic quality You can have almost like that. a deist way of thinking, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah totally. Where it's almost like, yeah, and I believe God exists. And some of these founding fathers uh, of our country were a lot like that. Like oh, Thomas Jefferson was one of the least religious people uh, out yeah. of any of our founding fathers. And, and Ben Franklin as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, Ben Franklin, he, I mean, he got a lot of enlightenment ideas from Paris and he was kind of there for the whores. <laughs> <laughs> the enlightenment, the yeah, enlightenment ideas like kind of came Frank, second. Frank Reynolds. Yeah. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> I've heard people compare I'm those sorry. two. It's really sex funny. workers. He was yeah. there for the sex workers. Yeah, you're right. The yeah, sex worker of Babylon. Fra Frank Reynolds and <laughs> Ben Franklin. That's fantastic. Uh, I was out banging who was. Yeah. <laughs> the way he says it. <laughs> In the 19th century, you start seeing a lot of macabre literature outside the realm of religion. So, like, yeah. these ideas that we were talking about, like, going in hell and like people we've been they've been talking about like you know cutting people up like dante has things where people were ripped apart and all this yeah. crazy fucking imagery and and i mean you, you, the middle ages had that brutal fucking artwork and imagery mm -hmm. and literature uh but now you're starting to see that 
outside of religion, like not just secular, but like outside of hell and just like like the Marquis de Sade appears in this period. Yeah, of time, the Marquis right? de Sade, and he, yeah. you know, this shit is fucking even, brutal. And you have even Edgar Allan Poe. I, w- I oh, would say exactly. Yes, you know exactly. I mean? Edgar Allan Poe. You have um, like hell is a place on earth and uh, kind of a thing. Yeah, <laughs> you, know? you have a lot of gothic novels being written during yeah. this time, and then uh, that like kind of punk, like Mary Shelley and it's kind of punk you know. rock hell. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 and it. it yeah, it, yeah. I think that these ideas, these brutal imaginings that have kind of been within like Christian thought, kind of confined to the idea of hell, are now starting to just be works of fiction. You just kind of yeah. it doesn't have anything to do with that anymore, right? Yeah. Um, and we're seeing that to this day. I mean, you see depictions like I would call secular depictions hell. Like I said in Sandman, I'm fucking. There's a show called Lucifer. Now yeah. you know what I mean. Right. Where he's yeah. just a uh, fucking hot dude living in L.A. or whatever. He's actually based off of a Neil Gaiman version. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen that show, yeah. but it, I don't no, know. It's it's funny. Funny. My, like my stepdad me. really, really likes it, and um, it's probably because there's a really hot dude at the lead. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. But, yeah, um, he was yeah. like, I love it. It's so good. And also, there there is some ruminating on, you know, uh, life and death and what have you. So that's pretty pretty topical for him. And uh, But, you know, um, I think... Uh, and I tried to get him to watch Sandman by being like, "Hey, he you know, it's that it's the same. It's kind of the, all in the same cinematic universe hunk. in a way. Yeah, it's um, technically based. It's another uh, what's her name that uh, who plays Lucifer in the Sandman show is technically yeah. based off the exact same Lucifer from that show, Lucifer. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, it's the DC Lucifer. I'd rather really, see uh, fucking." Um, Gwendolyn Christie living in LA, fucking like driving like a red Ferrari that has like a license plate that says like uh, yeah. too hot to die or something. I don't know. So, Let me enough, ask you guys. That's, that's enough. Good. That's enough letters, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let me uh, ask you guys real quick. Like the modern interpretation. I think it's one too like, many. That would no. I think that would work. Like, Is it seven or eight? On a license plate. About. Characters. On a license plate. Seven. You can always put H T. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Too hot to die. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, <They> go, sorry. <laughs> yeah, so uh, let me ask you guys, like, how would you view, like, how would you view these ideas that I've been bringing up to you that ha- represent in sort of modern culture or, like, particularly fiction or interpretations of hell or hell-like ideas? Can you guys think of anything that you've seen these kind of ideas in? Well, I mean... Your pretty face is going to hell is probably, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. the most that's, recent. That, that's a line drive, you know? Um, well, no, I know I brought up, um, well, in, I mean, briefly the Grim Reaper, because yeah. it's kind of tangentially well, referenced well, to this, but, like, you well, see that in, you know, I do feel, and, and I do and then, feel uh, that uh, that uh, your pretty face is going to hell is a sort of, in, like, an important step in, like, yeah. this process that, that you've been describing. And I think because, like, this important step is, like, that it's hell is funny and it's mm-hmm. absurd and it's but it's it's stupid and it's lame and it's funny and it sucks, you know, like all of those things, you know, mm-hmm. it's basically, oh, yeah. you know, just another natural progression. Well, kind of you know, like because it, it wasn't until like what the 19th century that we could even start talking about horrific things outside of hell. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I was so saying, like, I mean, it's, yeah, that comes way late. And you it, know, well, even like, well, you know, the enlightenment, like I said, like, uh, you know, it like Voltaire talking about it or, you know, later like uh, Mark Twain makes fun yeah. of Satan and, and God yeah. and shit and kind of yeah. dissects well, that shit. 
and I think a lot of it is is um, it depends on uh, when it's depict being depicted in history, where it's being depicted in history, and um, and and like you mentioned that like kind of similar to you know the early nineteenth century, um, you know a lot more of um, the horror stories that uh, that like that are popular in our culture now. Um, mostly deal with real people, the real world. They don't. They, they're not. It's they're not going into hell and and being torn apart by demons, and because right. although most horrible demons are already here. So. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the worst uh, demons that's, are already that's sort on of Earth. a like a cynical rejection. Yeah. That like, no, it's it's everything is going to be okay. The world is gonna is is a bright place. We're we're moving forward. This is the enlightenment for yeah. God's sake. Mm -hmm. It's like no, well, those no. Are, life is miserable, and it sucks. There are ideas here. There from are the Enlightenment that happen here, you know, that really continued going. But there was a rejection of that, where it was like, oh, yeah. yeah, but things still suck. And I think yeah. that, like, if you even go back to like uh, uh, Augustine talking about how, like, he, he's people listen to him because they're like, I'm not finding fulfillment. Like the Roman idea of like finding fulfillment in life, which is a very like. Uh, like Plato talks about that. Um, well, and Stoicism, really, mm -hmm. you know, like this idea that like expect expect the worst, so when the worst doesn't happen, it's it's good. Yeah, you exactly. Um, I think when you're that, suffering, that's a and vast you, oversimplification, but yeah. Well, it's like um, like I was saying, it's like when you were suffering, like in the dark ages, like uh, it's hard to be told that you need to find fulfillment. The same thing is happening post enlightenment where people feel the same way where they're like, this shit's not helping me. Yeah. You know? I don't feel so enlightened. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. there's always that. Like, I'm sure it, if you can spend, uh, you know, a few years in Paris just for fun, I'm sure that life yeah, is yeah. great for you. Yeah. You know? no, I, I always do feel that there are like these big waves, you know, of mm -hmm. like preeminent thought or predominant thought. Right. And then there's like these smaller waves of smaller rejection, you know, like mm -hmm. the beats, like rejecting sort of like the chest thumping nationalism at the tail end of the at the end of the war. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The beat generation sort of being like, no, America's different than that. Like, you know what I mean? It's something mm -hmm. else or like, you know, the the you know, punk rock era of the 70s and like maybe even the uh the grunge era as well for like Gen X, you know, like mm -hmm. the smaller waves that, you know, are sort of like ahead of their time, but also misunderstood in their own time. You, I, I you do know, think that's true. And I think that, that is like, a, a lot of these of ideas resonate later. I mean, yeah, I mean, Plato's still somewhat relevant today, you know? Yeah. Um, I think, I think like, like the idea of hell, it's, a lot like art it's a lot like just how we're feeling mm -hmm. not collectively I, I feel like that's a wrong term but like how everything's going you know what mean? are we being romantic or are we um, being realistic here i heard to, i hate know? to keep talking about plato but wasn't he the kind of like he talked about art as the reason you look at art and enjoy it is because it's speaking some unconscious truth to you right that you might feel like like some part of you is missing or part of you that needs to hear you know and even like like paintings and all this stuff like they have they have a, they mean something to you in a way that that resonates with a truth that you want to hear or need to hear 
Right. Does that make sense? Well, absolutely. And and what it really comes down to is this idea of, yeah, romanticizing things or accepting the reality of things. And like you were saying earlier, like when things change and you almost get like more, more like depictions of hell in in art, like like real depictions of hellfire, there are there are times of they're, they're more, you know, they're better, right? And then in mm-hmm. these worst times, like, little changes. And there's almost, like, this grim reality where, like, you know, the paintings become more accurate. You know, like, the, the realism is is mm-hmm. better, you know what I mean, in a lot of ways. Because, yeah. you know, so there's this pendulum swing, right? You know, yeah. and even the way you, you understand or even look at hell, even, the, the ultimate worst place you can go now, right? Yeah. has sort of changed with with those ebbs and flows oh, and, and sort of yeah. human thought. I am Jerry Nash, your humble history boy, as always, and I've done zero work for this episode, mm-hmm. and I feel This was great. my wedding present to you. Yes, was my to goodness. to write an episode. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's kind of true. It pretty much is, because, like, yeah, we, we went on our honeymoon. That's basically why uh, why I didn't do anything for this mm-hmm. one. But, but thank Thank you, Chris. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of work, to be honest. <laughs> I enjoyed every second of it. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. And I'm Tyler Armantrout. Uh, like I said, uh, first time, long time. Uh, I so, so, so <laughs> enjoyed this episode. I learned so much. Uh, if you feel the same way, there's a lot of ways you can uh, show us that you feel that way. Um, five-star review, Apple Podcasts. Uh, yes. um, you can also give us a positive review on Spotify. Thumbs up on the old YouTube. Um, shoot thank us you to everyone a who's com- done that. What? Yeah, thank you for, to everyone yeah. who's done that. You can also shoot us a comment, question, uh, concern, and everything else under the sun at historyboyspodcast at gmail.com. Okay, if you really, really, really want to show your support, you can hop on to uh, our Patreon and for as little as a dollar a month get access to our Discord just like our new Patreon pal, Mitchell. Mitchell! Mitchell. Ding, 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 Mitch, ding. Mitch, 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 Mitchell. And you get to be the first Patreon pal to get a shout-out at the $1 level because we're shifting things ever so slightly. Um, with the way that the uh, the Discord has grown, um, we want to make it as easy as um, as possible to get on there. And, uh, and so, well, okay, a couple of things. We shifted things so it's a dollar to get on like it always has been. You get the shout out just for signing up so we can get more people on the Discord joining the conversation. And kind of to that end, the $5 tier is really for uh, the Patreon show. The $10 tier is really for the the vault of all of the content. For getting everything. Yeah, and honestly, there is going to be more in that vault Mm -hmm. as we continue. Um, basically anything special or anything will be towards that vault, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we, we want to give you access so you can swim through like a, a, a Scrooge McDuck-style character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Embarrassment yeah. of riches. Yes. yes. You know what, gang? I am Christopher Whedon. I am History Boy. And I really appreciate <laughs> anybody who stuck with me through this episode where I actually got to make my own. It was a lot of yeah. fun. Uh, I was actually able to talk about some level of mythology because we're not really a mythology podcast though it is no tangential to history it's in uh, there yeah i was uh, you know and i like hella brutal shit so it was a lot of fun pun yeah. intended hella you know hella <laughs> you know anyway thank you for listening 
we are history boys and I love you bye. I just know. Whatever.